0: stage and get your feet flat on the ground, keep your eyes wide open so they can never knock you down, break through all of those illusions, make your heart back to your chest, know that freedom is all you need, let your heart do all the rest, do
1: all the rest.
0: A few years ago, a virus plagued Earth. Yeah, you know the one. And when all humanity was forced into separation, specifically six feet or more, for safety, a gift was anonymously given. The Annex, a virtual world that mirrors the real one. Here, people spent time together without physical contact, helping all of humanity cope with the isolation. Within this world, the Annex, however, formed other worlds called frameworks. exist due to people and their fantasies. Reality is only a collective experience. In the end, it is what you make of it. You will be given allies to change reality, and you must prove that those reside within are worthy of hope. With your combined vision, pursue the world you dare to create. Now, after seeing the screen crawl, because, you know, in real life, you see screen crawls.
1: Right. Uh, What the fuck?
0: (laughs) You then awake into what you seem to be a dream. The last thing you remember is going to bed the night before. And you awake to see yourself, all of you, but individually, alone in what seems to be the hotel desk of a strange velvet hotel. And you begin hearing a song with a pianist and a singer. It begins to ring out and roll across your ears with a sort of eeriness yet pleasure. The Peabody Hotel. It's the Peabody Hotel in Memphis. So. After you awake, you look around yourself and you notice that there's a front desk in front of you. To the left, there's a revolving doorway. To the left. And to the right, there's an elevator, which you imagine goes to the higher floors of this strange elevator. And all across the decor of this hotel, there is velvet blue with smooth golden trims. And the carpet seems to be pristine. The door handles and hinges seems to be clean and crisp, but in front of you, there's a desk, but behind that desk is a very strange looking individual, the very long nose and fluffy white hair behind him, and some very large bloodshot eyes. In front of the desk, however, you see Klein, a hotel desk assistant. They seem to be wearing a white shirt with short sleeves, a button up white shirt, the collar tightened around the neck, and at the end of the sleeves to the tip of their hands, they have flapper, 20s flapper gloves. And atop of the shirt, you see a half buttoned vest, also of a velvet hue. And the buttons also being golden trimmed and on their legs you see some pants that taper to their ankles and on their feet they're wearing some heels and they have a beret hat on them with a V pin on the side not the front and the V is gold and you can see out of the hat they have some short blondish hair that kind of goes just past their ear but some of it goes behind their ear and their eyes seem to be of a yellow hue with strange rings within them and they don't seem to be looking at you they seem to be looking down at the ground
2: oh my gosh the velvet room is a hotel nice
1: (laughs) the strange
0: long nosed person looks at you all. Did any of you try to speak to him?
3: I'm gonna I'm I'm try to speak.
0: What? You begin to try to talk and as you alone try to speak to him okay. you begin to try to pose a question and find out what's going on but nothing seems to come out of your mouth. Almost as if you've been deafened and the air has been stripped from you. But you still feel that you are speaking, but no audio seems to come out.
3: When you me now that, and what the fuck is that?
0: Hope is something both fleeting and persistent. But its nature is something determined by those who hold it dear to their hearts. You will soon be given a chance to make that decision. I only hope (laughs) that you Choose wisely, for the fate of the world may depend on the faith you have in others as well as in yourself. Until we meet again, good night. And as he ends his small monologue, your head begins to droop as a wave of lethargy crawls across your body and you fall back into a sleep. And you awake and now it's the first day of school. You've already unpacked and it's almost time to go to your first class. It's an 8 a.m. class, mythology English class. So.
3: Percy Jackson has prepared me well. Okay.
0: Study all the Percy Jackson books, exactly. and obviously you'll do fine. <laughs> Does anybody have any morning rituals that they'd like to do?
2: That's kind of... Yeah. Uh, I assume like so, uh, we weren't awakened by, we were we awakened by the dream or just kind of like we were asleep the whole time?
0: You awake to find yourselves in any way that each of you choose that would be normal for you to head to your okay. first class. It's your first day of classes at the university, sorry, the Dreamers University in Memphis, Tennessee.
2: So, uh, I assume I'm going to be awoken by my alarm, which is, like, all the way across from the room, and I'm not happy about it, so, kind of, I get up, up, and I just, I kind of, like, I debate on whether or not to stay asleep, but then the alarm just keeps going. So I forced myself to get up and walk over and turn it off. And now that I'm up, I might as well go to class.
0: All right. Everybody else awakened by a similar alarm situation? I oh. wake
3: up by um, a halo hey. theme blasting out of my phone next to me. Um, And I Learn just kind of like check, like, pick it up and check the time, open up. Like, right, oh, so question, does does your world have like discord or is it called something else?
0: It's going to be called... It's going to be called Cordis.
1: All
3: right, so I, I pull up Cordus to see if anyone talked to me. Of course, nobody did. So that I just sadly get ready for class. Oh my
4: God, that's such a mood.
3: <laughs> it is a mood. It's my life, man.
0: What about you, Tommy? I mean, sorry, Jane. Uh, my computer killed
4: itself, so I have no clue what's happening. Yeah. Uh, okay. They're all waking up. All waking right, so, yeah. As as per usual, Robin William yells, "Good morning, Vietnam!" and I wake up bright-eyed and
0: bushy-tailed. One thing I do want to mention, I'm not going to change every little thing for the Persona campaign to make it sound different. I'm not going to do that Persona thing because okay. I'm going to like to include some real-life things, and I do not want to have to change them, necessarily. Okay. Yeah.
4: Alright, well, I, I I basically just doing morning routine, I get up, get dressed, and eat breakfast, and then I immediately go lay down in my bed, take a picture and say, just woke up like this, and then I keep get ready for class.
0: <laughs> 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 what about you, Maverick? How do you wake up?
5: Meanwhile, while Jane pretends to sleep in, in clothes, I actually sleep in clothes in the clothes that I'm gonna wear. Just the constant clothes that I wear and i wake up 15 minutes before my alarm so i'm just lying in constant agony wondering when the pain will stop and then the alarm finally hits so i finally decide to actually make myself get up and just like grab a cup of coffee because i have like 10 minutes before the class actually starts
1: so you're like calling that
3: actually wakes up early
4: So he's like us <laughs>
1: yeah
4: it's okay and i'll just you... i'll introduce him to bob ross and we'll fix it every...
0: as you all make it to your class some of you maybe being a few minutes late and as you enter the teacher seems to not be <clears> there <throat> even those of you that may be maverick you enter a minute late she still doesn't seem to be there All the students are there, but there's no teacher. And the computer at her desk doesn't even seem turned on. I turn to the
3: nearest person and go like, oh, Hey guys, oh, if she doesn't oh, for 15 minutes, we're illegally allowed to leave. Uh...
0: It's not until about, I would say about 8:11, that you see a woman with, it seems to be a cardigan, over a nice fall dress, and the cardigan seems to be half buttoned, and a very like one button's buttoned at the top, one lowers button's buttoned, and there's something in between that are buttoned. And her hell is in a her hair's in a bun, but it's a little mangled. You could tell by the general vibe that she's she's not exactly in the greatest most cleanest mindset she's probably just pulled herself out of bed and she pulls herself over to the desk and she sits down and she puts her head down on the desk and she does that for about a solid minute and then she looks up and she sees that everyone's already here and her eyes grow extremely wide she goes oh sorry class sorry I was a." Uh, Sorry, it was late, guys. Um, let's go over the syllabus.
3: We learned about hypnos today. What, what so, was that? We learned about hypnos today.
0: Um, no, n- not today. Greek Greek is not until later. Uh,
5: that's some nice stuff nice syllabus we got run in there. I don't know who it is, but their AC is going into overtime.
2: Oh, you mean my computer?
3: Our armor class is real high.
0: I was, um... I do just want to go over the syllabus today. I have some questions I want to ask after the syllabus curiosities and you begin listening to her and it's she's just describes a syllabus and it's not anything new you've heard many teachers go over syllabuses before and you all get bored in various ways because her syllabus is rather bland in the very end she looks at the class and she goes I there is something I've been curious about and I did a little research on it last night and I have certain hobbies and does Anybody know in the class? Does anybody like birds?
3: I I raise my. hand.
4: Does anybody else in the party? Uh, Jane hand? looks up from her Instagram page and raises you her. hand. Do the hand?
2: thing where you do the like the hand where it's like so so.
3: How the fuck would you guys not like birds? I don't know if I can. I don't know if we can be party members if we don't like birds.
0: So you see that about half the class raises their hand, and this is a pretty big class and half the class raises their hand, and she goes, oh, well, um, that's quite nice. Well, there's a question I wanted to see if anybody knows the answer to. Oh, hold on, I have it written in my notes somewhere. And you see her begin rummaging through her papers.
3: Lay the question on.
0: Okay, I
4: look back down at my Instagram.
5: Knowledge.
0: What is the difference between a songbird and a cardinal? Anybody know? Anybody? You see one kid raises his hand and she tries to point out and she's, yeah, yes, go ahead. And he slowly brings his hand back down as he sees that he's the only person with his hand up. She's like, hmm, Hugh. And she points at... She points at you, Jane.
4: All right, let me pull up my my persona guide real quick.
3: (laughs) Are
0: you asking the question on your Instagram? Yeah. Guys, what's the difference? What do you think it is? what What do you think the answer is? Just take a stab. Sure, it's not that hard. I mean, it's really not. It's really interesting, though.
3: One's a cardinal, the other's a top <laughs> uh,
0: One is a... Cardinals are a
4: territorial bird, and the song is a loud, clear-down slurred of two-part whistles, <laughs> often speeding yeah. up and ending Love a slow trail.
3: <laughs> Man, you're so knowledgeable on birds! <laughs>
5: Does Jane get does does Jane get <laughs> caught for cheating? Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you see, um, the teacher she kind of notices that you have her your phone up, and she just kind of cocks her head at what you're saying, kind of confused, and like looking at you with a strange glare. I know,
4: I know, I, I
0: won't. I, I, it wasn't even the right. No, I think he's doing what well his was... character would I imagine you just kind of start looking at your phone to find the answer, and she goes, No, no, no. (laughs) Try to connect the dots in your head. Just take a guess. Come on. I'm just poking at your brains. It's the first day of class. Come on. Uh, Cardinals are red. (laughs)
2: Yes, (laughs) I want to. You know what?
0: That's close enough. See, something I didn't know is that cardinals are actually a type of songbird. Carlons aren't not really known for the noises they make, but they're still in the family of songbirds. Actually, they're one of the biggest families of songbirds. Yet, they don't make a noise that's very recognizable. Quite interesting, Lizzie's I think. Lizzie's
2: just trying to figure out why we're learning about birds in mythology class. Yeah, and yeah, just, do it, do it, your do it
3: head down? I'm to connect this to some legend.
0: Well, <sighs> no. I like birds. There's... A lot of myths, later in class, say the Hindu gods that use avatars that have different types of birds with different heads, and I was just doing some research on that topic, and maybe a little too late in the evening, but I uh, I looked it up and I was just curious, you know, because cardinals aren't seen in much myths, they are more in some Native American myths, which we'll get to far later in class, but I was just intrigued. Well. I guess you best be on your way to your next class. And all the class begins to ready to leave after she says this. You all get a notification on your phone and it's an alert.
4: like my Instagram post.
0: You could tell it's an alert from the app that you have. It's connected to the Annex, the virtual reality software that all of you and several others across the globe have and it's a notification from your friend, Rufio.
4: Do we recognize this friend or is this new?
3: Do we actually have a friend, Rufio, or? Yeah.
0: You recognize Rufio as someone who helped you in your time of need earlier this week. And you recall the events prior to this week, the events that we will start at when you moved into the dorms. Oh my
2: gosh, flashback. Now,
0: <laughs> as you moved into the dorms, you all see this beautiful campus, most of it themed with purple and gold colors. And it is the Dreamers College. founder of Minnesota College. Beach. He is Robert Dreamer, and he was a Memphian through and through, and he wanted to create a college that fostered minds of the future, that would change the world. He was a scientist in his own time, and with the money that he gained from being a scientist, he made a foundation to find this college, fund this college, and so he did. And you all enter in your various ways, coming from different places. Some of you from Memphis, some of you not from Memphis. And as you enter the college, you go to your respective dorms and meet your roommates. So first we will start with Jane. Okay. So, Jane, you begin heading to your room and you open the door and you see a bunch of boxes, tubs, of what you assume is of the person who's your roommate, who has already kind of moved in, but they're not furn- finished. And you don't seem to hear anything. No sound of any anybody responding to your entrance into the room. Their stuff seems to be strewn across, though still packaged, in the main living room, towards their room. And their door seems to be ajar. Hmm. Um...
4: I... Jane will investigate, I suppose. <laughs> what are you investigating? Um, uh, well, I don't really care about what they
0: brought, so I will probably just see if they're in the room. So you go in the room and you see more of their boxes. You can see the bulk of their boxes are in their room, but they haven't done anything. It seems they haven't unpacked their bedding. They haven't unpacked anything. You see only one thing, a poster hung up and they don't seem to be there at all in the room but you see this poster that's hung up and it's of a woman in what seems to be a suit like attire and it seems to be a photo from the 60s and in said photo the very bottom of the photo you see Harley Mint and this person seems to be waving and amongst a bunch of crowded people behind them, and it seems the people are holding up a sign. And you hear someone begin to knock on your front door, which I imagine you might have left open. Uh, Yeah. And you hear, um, is it is somebody here?
4: Uh, Shit, you have three seconds to hide. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, uh, I'll walk out and be like, uh,
0: yeah, I'm here. Oh, hey, um, and you see another girl. She seems to have some short black hair and some semi-goth attire. And she walks up to you and she says, hey, um, are you, are you the new roommate? Are you Maya's new roommate? I suppose I haven't met this Maya. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, she told me to tell you she's a friend of mine. She told me to tell whoever moved in her new roommate, Jane. J- J- it's Jane. Judith? Oh, Jane. Yeah, yeah, Jane. She wanted me to tell you that she won't be here till probably later this evening. She's been working her butt off at the animal shelter downtown. Down in the downtown Memphis and she's having given herself much time to pack, obviously and she'll probably be gladder back later tonight. Okay. She's a rather busy girl. Well, we're both Memphis, born and raised, and she's always likes to keep busy. And, well, you see her though, eventually. And, and who are you? Uh, I am, I'm Christine. Just a friend of hers. Uh, okay. I'm actually in, um, I, I think I was looking on the roster. Are you in the mythology class?
4: Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. I, I haven't really been paying attention.
0: Oh, okay. I think you're in it. I think that she said that her roommate was in it, and she thought it was cool that her roommate is also in the same mythology class. And obviously, I'm being her friend and in her class with her. So we're on the same mythology class, that'd be pretty cool. But uh yeah, hopefully uh she hopefully she gets home. She gets back to the storm soon. She works herself to the bone. She's she's a really good person though. Through and through. And I uh actually I need to finish my unpacking, so I will have to talk to you later. And she begins heading out and waves goodbye at you as she heads towards her room, which is about one or two doors down. Okay. So, Um, we will move to... Sorry. Oh, I was... Anything you'd like else to do?
4: Oh, I was just going to say, um, Jane, being a a somewhat minimalist, just brings her bag of clothes and her archery equipment into her room.
0: (laughs) Yes. So your stuff seems to be quite dauntingly small compared to all the stuff that Maya has. And you know that her name is Maya Baldwin. And you saw her her name in the roster and you hope to meet her eventually. Next we will go to Oh, yes. Would you like to describe Jane now? That this would be a good moment to describe Jane.
4: Um well uh she's probably like just uh around a 5 6 um you know medium length blonde hair um Caucasian woman um and she's she's fairly slender um but she does have like toned arms
0: All right, well, now for Lucy. Yeah. Is Lucy carrying a lot of stuff?
2: Um, she has like, like, boxes. Uh, and like, she has like a, a suitcase for like all her clothes. And she's got like, uh, she's got the computer her parents gave her. And you know, she has her bedding though. So, that's kind of the thing she
0: has. Uh, would you like to go ahead and describe her?
2: Um, so Lucy is um, she's kind of like on the shorter end of five, uh, five feet, like five foot two. She has like sh- short kind of black hair. She just kind of, her outfit is mostly just kind of like um, like very loose jeans and like a hoodie um that she usually has like over her head and she's kind of like kinda of looks into the room see if anyone was there. Hello?
0: As you walk into the room, you um you see as you walk in someone you first notice, before you notice the person you see lots of curtains and tapestry all across the walls of what seems to be of purples and and deep reds, all across. And there seems to be lights. You know, some college students like to line the tops of their rooms with string lights. There seems to be But Like the, nice, co- the
2: college girl string lights? Yeah
0: nice amber high-class string lights that she's lit about and she has a singular lamp on the table next to the couch and she seems to be on the couch reading a book and there seems to be a nice carpet and a carpet though in the middle there also seems to be a rug in the front that has love for all written on it and it's on the inside of the door And she seems to be reading a rather thick book, and she seems to be buried in it almost.
2: Is he kind of like determines whether or not she wants to interrupt? And then she's like, nah, and just starts unpacking.
0: So you don't interrupt her? No. So you begin unpacking, and one of the things you unpack that's a bit louder, maybe whenever you open up a box. She begins to notice, to hear the ruffling. And she hears, you hear the slam close of a book and the slam book on a table, and she runs to your room and sees you packing things. She says, oh, hey, oh my gosh, are you in a roommate?"
2: I guess.
0: uh, I'm Judy. You're Lucy, right?
2: Yes. I'm
0: so excited. Are you excited for college? Are you excited for our classes?
2: Um, I guess...
0: I'm sorry. You seem a little tired. Um, did I get you out of bed time? Uh, oh, if you get no, you out of time, I'll that's I'll leave, fine. I'll leave I just, I'm it, sorry but.
2: I didn't say anything earlier. I just saw you reading. just assumed you didn't want to be disturbed.
0: Oh, yes. I, I'm reading this wonderful novel. It's uh, about a woman who I in mean, love this man. And, uh, but, but he's, he's an alien. And um it's not working out quite right, but it's it's such, such a gripping story and I just love it so much. And I really hope that we get along well. And um, I, I guess I hope we get to talk more, but I'll leave you to your packing. I see. I don't want to bother you too much. hope we hope we get to be really close. And I promise that I, I as I try to make the main room kind of as comfortable as possible.
2: Okay. Well thank you.
0: It's a pleasure. And you see her kind of rush back and you hear sort of a creak of her, what you think is her jumping of excitement into the couch to continue reading her book. Next, we are going to go with James.
3: All right, so James is walking in with a lot of shit. Well, it's not necessarily a lot of shit. It's just a bunch of unwieldy shit. Like he's bringing his entire computer rig with him, so he's got like one large bag for that, as well as all of his peripherals. He's got like, he's got like, a backpack with a laptop that he can bring to classes, also like a tablet and some other stuff. Um, obviously whatever whatever he needs to get to the annex as well, because I'm assuming he will need like the something or other. Um. And he's kind of overpacked on clothes, so he actually has a, um... Uh, does, does the, uh... Remember when we moved in, we got, like, shopping carts to, like, move into the dorm? He's got one of those, and it's, like, almost overflowing as he's moving into his dorm.
2: Oh, no.
0: All right. Would you like to go ahead and describe James?
3: Oh, um, shit. Um... He's, um... Oh man, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember what exactly I want to put him. Cause he he is he is. Cause like I remember, I was gonna. I remember he is half white, half something else. Um, I think he's um. Ah oh, shit. I think he's half like Pacific Islander. Um, I don't, I, I didn't like pick where yet though. Um, but it doesn't really matter. So, like, he has like, he has a kind of, um, it looks like he would normally have like more tan skin, but he didn't go outside enough. So, like, he's kind of pale. He's kind of like palish at the moment. And, um, he has, uh, he has like dark. He has like dark hair um, that looks like he had it dyed at one point. Like it looks like it was dyed red at one point, but like he hasn't gotten it redyed, so it's kind of like like all the roots are showing, and it's really like only like at the ends of his hair that the red is still there. Um, and he's wearing a t-shirt and um, uh, jeans. Uh, and he, his. And he stuffed as much shit in his pockets as possible so like his pockets just kind of like bulging out with a bunch of random stuff in there like he's got like maybe like a calcul like a like a ti-84 and like a phone and like a switch and like the pockets because you know these are men's pockets we can put a shit ton of stuff in there um and he's just kind of wheeling this cart while wearing a backpack and um like balancing like a large bag on top of what he's wheeling just kind of like looking out to the side around it to not run into anything
0: so as you enter your room you notice that all the lights are out they're completely off and you notice that the only light that is really strong that is on is emitting from the crack of the doorway to your roommate's room and it's very flashing very flashy light that seems to be changing colors constantly, almost like that of a strobe light. And you hear the low hum of what you can assume because of your knowledge is a heavy duty gaming computer. And you also hear the clicking of a bunch of keys and the pressing of a few buttons. And about the time you finally get your cart fully in to unload everything, you hear all of that noise begin to stop. And the swill out of a chair, and the slow creak of the door. As a smaller, scrawnier gentleman with glasses and a rather short brown hair, and he seems to be wearing a graphic tee that has some sort of game-related symbol on it. It's not a game you recognize, but it's some sort of video game you can recognize by the way that it's presented, and just some jeans. And she goes, uh, hello, uh, are, are you, um, games? Yeah, man, what's the, what's the specs in your rig, man? Uh, oh, um, uh, there. are uh, oh, uh, before we get to that, you, you really got to know? Yeah, dude, I, hold up, I'll show you mine when I get it, when I get it set up, dude. Oh,
3: because um, well, um, uh, I got, I got me, the uh, RTX uh, 3080, man, like, I got it, like, in, like, I got it in soon, like, I got, I got it some of my graduation money. Like, I'm, I'm, I was, I was hoping somebody else would have a cool rig. We should play something together sometime.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah, dude, I have a 382. That's really cool. Um, my name is, my name is Edward Summers, by the way. All
3: right, Ed, I'm James. Oh, wait, he already knew
0: that. Yeah. Um, speaking of games, um, well, yeah. Uh, there's some rules I need to put out before I get too excited. I have just, uh, well, when I, um... He points over and you notice that there is a bother sign that's hooked on his door. And it's hooked on a rope with a nail on the door. And it says, Now, when that does don't bother me, um, it does bother, you can bother and knock, but if it does don't bother. This be a lot of the time. Just, could you not, like, message me? I, I get really deep in my stuff and I, I just don't like being bothered.
3: I get you. Um, I mean, if I see don't bother on the door, I'm not gonna bother.
0: I know, but some well, people I mean, just. If the door's on in.
3: fire, I'm gonna bother. Bomb, um, but.
0: I, I mean that's fair. I, it's just, yeah, um, I've had trouble with, um, yeah, just, I've had trouble with trouble with privacy in the past. Yeah, so people are. But yeah, um, could, let's go. Um, have you ever gone to the annex?
3: Oh, dude. Have I heard of the annex? Oh man! Oh, um, and I started, like, I started like unpacking what, whatever, what kind of like annex like gear would people have? Like someone who spent like, you, would, like would is there a difference between someone who would like, um, are there like tech for annex enthusiasts that are willing to put down like money into it or?
0: There is straight up hectic People try to mod the annex, and there are certain things. But those are normally programs that you okay. put on your computer. And your your computer just has to be able to run the annex,
1: All right, so
3: I like um well instead I'll pull out I'll pull I'll start like unpacking some of the stuff with the annex. Dude, I've been trying to figure out how it works. Like um oh,
0: I mean, I can actually help you with that. Yeah. I've made a few discoveries of my own. Um some that I haven't shared with anybody yet. But I might be able to, to let you see. Um
3: Dude, we need to compare some notes. Oh, man, I was, um, I was nervous. I thought my roommate was going to be, like, some frat dude, but, like...
0: Oh, no. Oh, man. I hate those people. Yeah, no,
3: no. Same, no. man. Like, oh, man. I'm glad, I'm glad I have someone who can understand who can understand good tech.
0: Yeah, yeah. That might be really cool. Yeah, let's go check it out. I'll show you my computer gig. Then he kind of walks you over to show you his whole setup. And you see he's got this awesome computer setup with three monitors, and he also has got a laptop, and you see a large stack of games that he has. And you just, he he seems completely decked out, and you see the light is actually just a light bar that goes across one side of the room that flashes different colors of lights over time. And you guys have been talking about computer-y things, and we're gonna leave that at that for now, if that's okay.
3: I get his coordinates. Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> My his disc. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You get his cortes and you share cortes. And next we're going to move to Maverick. Would you like to describe Maverick for us?
5: Uh he's the kind of guy that even though it's probably in the middle of fucking August in Memphis, he's probably the guy to still wear just straight up hoodie um and he's just there's still like glaze over in his eyes even though he just drank like an entire full cup of coffee before class his brain's still having to process that it's 8 a.m in the fucking morning and he's just like already so done with today His hair is just a complete, like, mess, frizzled everywhere. And he just kind of slowly just... ...walks to the room... ...and angles with the key... ...eventually gets it open, and he just goes in. Everything's already been, like... ...unpacked from, like, last night.
1: And...
5: ...he's just, like... Still like half groaning, just plopping himself on the bed, and just like gonna stare at like the ceiling. (laughs) So as you walk in until like you,
0: you enter, you enter your room. Before you plop yourself on your bed, actually, it's around the time that you plop yourself on your bed that you settle yourself and you're no longer moving things. You begin to hear a beat. Like a thud, like an actual loud music bumping from your roommate. You you can only hear the bass line, but you can, it's really grooving and you can tell that it's coming from what you can assume to be your roommate's room. It's
5: kind of like, and then I just try to like cover my like face with the pillow. Okay. Do that. And Um,
0: it sounds like you actually recognize the beat is a band that you've listened to before.
5: And I'm just like, God, I cannot go to sleep, back to sleep with this. I'm just going to have to get up. And so I fucking like actually get up. And I'm just like, knock, going to knock on the door. So as you knock on the door,
0: it takes you a few minutes before you hear the music volume turned down and not enough to where you can't hear, but enough to where it's not radiating. And you see a guy quickly opens the door and he says, oh, hey, um, oh, are you, are you Maverick? Are you my roommate? Yes?
1: Yeah,
5: you no? Know you we, so? we should have talked about this through the text. Yeah, I'm, I'm your roommate. Oh, okay, cool. Um... Yeah,
0: um, I, I'm Cory, Cory Morrison, um, yeah. yeah. Um, now that you can actually hear most of his music other than beats, it's pretty good jams. It's some stuff that has actually inspired some of the songs you've began writing. And it's some real hardcore, fast music. Uh, some of the faster music you've listened to in your free time and you see, once you begin to look in his room, you see that he has papers and textbooks strewn across his desk and some on his floor, around his chair. And he has a computer screen, a single computer, with an ungodly amount of tabs pulled up. Oh, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I, um, uh, do you, I think I remember hearing
5: that you're a musician, right? Kinda. I'm not, I'm not playing for any of the actual school bands, but, like, yeah. Oh, that's cool. What? Have you ever heard of this band before? I'm assuming I probably have.
0: I, you have. Uh, it's a band you've listened to a few, song, few their songs before.
5: Like, like a couple. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Listen, You're just man. really jamming, right? Listen, man. I, can I just ask that, like we work some stuff out because if like I'm gonna be playing on my guitar I don't want to hear yours and I'm assuming you don't want to hear mine so like maybe we can work something out later you know dude like
0: yeah I'll keep it down I'm sorry I, I just I'm sorry I just I'm sorry I know I'm I
5: yeah. didn't mean to I'm sorry
0: you're, uh, and, I'm, I'll and, I'll I'm, and I'm just uh, kind of yeah, I'll, I'll
5: turn it down I'm kind of facepalming right now and I'm just like dude you're, you're, you're good just For the future, let's just, you know, keep things chill between us, for now. Uh, It sounds like you've got, you know, a good selection, but like, (laughs) just try and keep it down for now. And maybe we'll talk later.
0: Okay, well, um, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll turn the music down. Um, my headphones just died a few minutes ago, so I just—I didn't know you were going to be here yet, so I, I just, you know, I was busting it out. I'll go turn it down. And he rushes over and turns it down very quickly. He looks at you. Uh, I'll—I guess we'll talk later. I can—I could can tell you're—you're you're not up for for conversing right now. That's fine. Um, I'll just uh—I'll I'll go. I'm sorry. It's okay. And he begins to slowly close the door.
5: And I just give him like a good old okay hand before I eventually just go back and just like pass the fuck out. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now,
5: after you've all moved in,
0: and you all begin unpacking your stuff, slowly, each of you at a different pace over the course of the week, you all at some point during this week before classes go into the Annex at different times for different reasons. And now let's go around and see what reasons for each person. What would be Jane's reason to go to the Annex?
3: Um, he, I'm assuming this would be like after he and, um, he and, uh, ah, shit, uh, Ed, uh, were like talking about like how the Annex works. So, um, they probably like stayed up like that first night kind of late talk, like talking to each other about it. So the next day he woke up, went in to see if he could like test any of those theories. Um, and then, like, you know, play play some game or something, like, test out, because he'd been working in the annex to, like, make, um, out of, out of, like, character, this is, like, what my weapon is going to be. He was, like, kind of making that for, like, his character in-game, um, afterwards.
0: So I imagine you're going to the grind, correct? The place where yeah. people go to fight monsters.
3: Yeah, I'm testing out, like, I'm testing out my weapon, and I'm trying to come up with a name for it.
0: Yes. So you're planning on going to the Grind, which, for those who do not know, the Grind, everyone would know about it, and it is a framework within the Annex. A frameworks are the planes, as they're called, and it is the one that they go to, people go to, to fight monsters and live that fantasy of being a hero in this weird, endless dungeon. And now back to jane yes so jane right. why would jane go to the annex
4: um jane has probably lost a bit of passion for archery and wanted to try to find a new hobby and her friend probably one of her friends probably recommended it and so she ended up getting a a um a very subpar, but able to run it. Gaming laptop and whatever else is required for the uh, annex.
0: All right. What about you, Lucy?
2: So, like, she probably had it when, uh, like, it was popular around, like, like six years ago, and then she just hasn't really been using it except like she when she had it she used it to kind of uh do a lot of world building stuff like she had her own sort of like um world within the annex and she doesn't go there very much except for maybe like like once every two months she would go check on it and just kind of like
0: There is a framework in the NX called World Builder, where a lot of story yeah. creators go to create and build settings that are fantastical that they can use in video games or books. So that's where you would have gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like, it's like when you're older and you just go on to like, I don't know, something like Webkins and see how your webkins are doing. It's like that. <laughs>
0: Exactly.
5: And what about you, Maverick? Just gonna like wake up to like a text message from like one of the old high school uh, bandmates just asking like if they if you wanted to hop on. So probably like the lounge or something equivalent to that.
0: Yes. So you would have hopped on to the base annex, which is simply a reflection of the real world. But. And it is from that reflection of the real world of the Annex that you go to the subparts of the Annex by going into a HUD and in that HUD you select different frameworks that you can go to. And, but everyone starts out in this kind of base Annex. So as you all enter for your various reasons, you begin going to your different destinations, whether it be meeting friends or finding new hobbies or checking up on your world or attempting to try out some techniques in the Annex. You all begin your duties, but then your senses begin to falter and fade. Your eyesight begins to go black, and your ears begin to deafen, and to a low hum, and you begin to feel cold for a second, but suddenly, almost like a quick flash of light and sound, you awaken to a very strange setting but different for each of you. Jane, you appear to be right back where you were. Nothing has changed, but you see another version of you standing before you with what seemed to be some yellow amber eyes. Looking at you with a sort of smirk. For Lucy, you awaken to find yourself in what seems to be a void of black and a purple hue over this singular simple desk with a book on top of it with a lamp and you see you're sitting in this desk and in front of you is another version of you once again with these amber eyes
2: wait i'm in the desk or is the other thing in the desk
0: you're in And they're standing and looking at you at the other end of the desk. From Maverick, you find yourself in a room full of lots of speakers. It seems that the walls are made of both speakers as well as padding for recording. And around you, you see several instruments, from drums, to guitar, to woodwinds, to brass, and almost any instrument you've ever imagined possibly putting in one of your pieces. They all seem to be there, and strewn about in a rather chaotic manner. You seem to be sitting at a chair that is in front of a podium and a lifted, like a lifted stage, where a conductor would stand and conduct a band. And on top of that stage, you see also a version of you with these amber eyes. For you, James, you appear to find yourself in a room with computer terminals in a circle around yourself. And outside of those circles, instead of walls, you see large collections of random things and objects, things that bring certain memories to you, some sentimental, some things you use every day, and they seem to be ever stacking and creating the walls that are beyond these computer terminals. But you're not at one of the terminals. You seem to be standing on the end of a whiteboard that's in the center. And this whiteboard has plans written on it with several question marks surrounding it. But in front of this whiteboard, in a sort of teacher-like pose, you see another version of yourself with these amber eyes. Now, back to Jane. You find yourself in the same place, it seems. Nothing seems to have changed, but out of a flash of light, you see another version of you. And she walks up and she looks at you, cocks her head, and she says, hello, you're Jane, correct?
4: Um... Jane is just kind of, kind of look around in confusion. Um, I suppose
0: you have such talent, you know, so much skill with the bow and archery, so much skill that you've been practicing it, correct? Uh, I don't really
4: do that anymore. Who are you?
0: so she looks at you and she says i am you and you are me but who are
4: you really well i guess by that logic i am you
0: but you're not me in one particular way you have these gifts yet you choose not to use them you leave them to the wayside you think things are just up to chance Such a silly way of believing.
4: Well, the way I see it, things either will or they won't happen. There's no point in
0: in getting upset about anything. Well, maybe someone needs to take your place and make proof, evidence, that you have the power, the will, to will things to happen. But I don't. Maybe you just don't have the strength. And now we're gonna cut to Lucy. You find yourself in at this desk, and this person begins walking around in circles around you.
2: Lucy just tries, like, she doesn't know if this is a dream or not, and she's very, like, anxious. So she's gonna try to, like, lucid dream and change the dream.
0: You do recognize that this is similar to some dreams you've had. This vision of you sitting at a desk. You've had a dream like this before. No one was there with you. And you see this person, and as you try to lucid dream, you try to control the environment, it seems that you can feel a sort of resistance in your brain. And you hear this person begin to speak after you make this attempt. Hello. You're Lucy, correct? Yes. So, what um, are you? I'm someone who is going to help you. Don't you want to write? You're a writer, right? You write these beautiful, fantastical stories, right?
2: I haven't done that in a long time.
0: But it's your passion, it's... is it not?
2: No, I, it's not, it's not going to help me.
0: But I have an offer for you. You can stay here and write. I'm giving you an opportunity to fill your need, your passion, your desire. Here, you can do all the writing you wish, all the creation you want. I'll give you the ability to do what you were just trying to do then and create all of these worlds and I will take care of the rest. I'll take care of the nitty gritty, the college, the test, and I will give you what you need. And we're gonna cut to Maverick.
1: Um, so
5: before, before, like just when the screen sort of blacks out for me, I'm just gonna be like, oh, damn it. And I'm just gonna like try and smack the headset on it. Cause I'm like, he <laughs> said, shit glitched out again. And so I'm staring at the floor when I get teleported in and then I just kind of like look up and I just see just all the instruments around me and I'm just like looking around just being like this isn't where I remembered we were gonna go and then I look up to see him and I'm just like kind of confusedly staring at him just like, what the fuck?
1: Well,
0: isn't this quite a strange predicament? But one that we might both be able to benefit off of. Am I right? This is quite a beautiful arrangement of instruments. And a wonderful place to write music. You're a musician, right?
5: Love fuck are you?
0: Why, I'm you. Well, a you that wants to help you. A part of you that only wishes to... Grant you what you desire.
5: Quit playing fucking
0: games. What does it matter to you? Why, you're me. How could it not matter? How could your progression of your gifts not matter to me? I wanna see you grow just as much as you do. And I know that it's been hard of late to fulfill your desires in the world out there. I want to give you the chance to create your work here. And I will take care of the rest. I will go and I'll do all the stuff and deal with the people that play music too loud, or get in your face, or tell you you're not worth anything. I can push those people out of the way, for you.
5: Oh, okay. Um, I'll just be like, okay, quit playing the fucking games, bro. This this is a cool character model you got there. Who the fuck are you?
0: I am no character model, sir. I am you. And there's no doubt about that. And you know I'm telling the truth. Then I'll cut. Now to James. You find yourself standing in front of this whiteboard surrounded by a lot of computer terminals. You see him take a marker, finish the last question mark, and put the marker on the ground.
3: What the, oh, what's he writing on the board? What's written on the board? Or, or are you about to, talk to me?
0: It is plans, the word plans, with a bunch of question marks around it that are scattered about. And he looks back at you. Do you have anything to say?
3: So uh, what? What's, uh, what's the board for? The plans? Are you asking me what my plans are? Or are you trying to get me to ask you what your plans are? How's?
0: You see, I know that you have plans. You like to plan things out. You're a very thorough person, are you not? You know, for the most part. And you like to prevent things from happening. Certain negatives and you want to plan for good things to happen, correct?
3: Yeah, doesn't everyone?
0: Yes. You, in particular though, have a knack for setting things up. Like... like a chain of events, like dominoes. You have a certain knack for it. I know that you don't quite have the capability to put them into motion. Sometimes they go a little awry.
3: And that's part of the fun.
0: But what if them going awry leads to something a bit more atrocious?
3: Then it clearly wasn't a good plan.
0: Well, I'm here to give you plenty of time to make the perfect plan. The plan for everything, every moment in your waking day. And I will be your servant. I will carry out everything you so wish. And you have all of the control here and be able to test out all your theories, whether it be on real life or the annex.
3: Oh, one thing I forgot to ask
0: you. Why do you look like me? Why, I am you. How can you not see that?
3: I guess I do see the resemblance. I look prettier though.
0: What if your plans and I know this most of all, to prove that I am you, I'll give you this. What if those plans fail and you lose someone along the way? Now we're going to cut to Jane. And I will let you respond first. Um, well, I don't
4: think fate is planned for me to be replaced. You can try to change that if you want. Fortunately, in my experience, it doesn't go
0: too well. But fate doesn't exist. Things are and flow like water. And I'm just the tide to wipe you clean.
4: Way nice of course. <laughs> and and what would you have done differently?
0: What would you have done differently that day then? Oh, that day! Oh, you want to talk about that day now, do you? I would have done nothing different. But you should spend every waking moment remembering that day, not as a time to push back not as a time to let things slide, but as a time to inspire. You should all, of all people, should know that I'm not lying when I say, you're scared. You're scared of losing. You're scared of losing the game. Your friends, your family. I will make sure none of that happens, because I have the will to try to prevent
4: it. I think I'll choose my luck over your will. And then I'm just going to try to, like, I guess, like, swipe at the shadow.
0: (laughs) You swipe the shadow as it vanishes in front of you and then becomes behind you. And when it appears, it says, Oh, maybe you do have the will. You dare strike me, obviously you're not leaving everything to fate. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we will both challenge fate. Maybe a great game? Let us see who wins. As you see, she tries to go shake your hand.
4: I'll take that gamble.
0: Then I shake her hand. You shake her hand. You see, while you're shaking her hand, you see an owl come out of seemingly nowhere, almost like a portal appears out of nowhere. And the owl comes in and seems to be chasing some sort of blue butterfly. And as it flies over, the butterfly seems to be radiating some sort of sparkle, some sort of mist. And as it flies over, this sparkle and mist begins to fall directly upon your other self as you shake their hand, her hand. And it seems to disappear almost after you shake hands. And it completely vanishes. the person you're shaking hands with begins to transform with that same blue hue and mist, and it becomes a being made of paper shreds, still humanoid, but with a book at its side and a book as a head with glowing eyes. I am thou, and thou art I. I am Sybil, your humble partner and then it begins to vanish with that same blue hue. But as it does, it the particles shift and transform into an arrow in your hand. Okay. And at the end of this arrow, there's a little ring. And then you see on your left wrist, a ring appears made of gold. And as you hold this arrow, and you kind of hold both of them, looking at them, you see the ring on the end of the arrow, the very tip, begins to hum and get close, and it magically clicks to the bracelet. And as it does, the arrow shifts and becomes a small pendant, almost like a little keychain or lucky charm. And after that your outfit begins to change from the bracelet out and you find yourself after this air has become part of the bracelet this mist begins to cover your body and your clothes begin to transform and transmogrify into what seems to be a sort of leather-like outfit that of a fantasy with a very large belt buckle and a bow appears on your back. Now we will go to Lucy. She puts her hands firmly on your desk, and she says, are you not willing to take my deal, my offer?
2: I've read a lot of books, and this seems like something like an evil person would offer the good guy uh, It seems like a very bad deal.
0: How could I be evil? I'm just you. Are you willing to call yourself evil?
2: What if you're just like some sort of changeling or like... Like... Demon? How do I know that you're me?
0: Do you remember your idol? Do you remember the person you aspire to be? You know how I'm discussing. You know the one. The one who led you to write these beautiful stories in the first place. You're just gonna let them down? I'm offering you a chance to fulfill the legacy. All I ask is to take your place in one reality so that you can do all the writing in one other.
2: The, the the book that's on the desk, is it, like, empty or full?
0: There's an empty book on the
2: desk. Okay. Well, I feel like that's, uh, it's for me to decide, isn't it?
0: I... it is your decision. I am asking you to decide here and now. Are you going to take the offer? And write as you desire? Or are you just going to continue letting your talents go to waste? You create worlds. Don't you wanna do that more? I'm offering a chance to do that right now. I do,
2: but I don't wanna surrender control.
0: I'm not taking control of you. Just simply a part of your life you do not wish to do.
2: Well, I feel like this is a bad deal and I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to surrender any part of my life just so that I can do what I want. I miss writing. I really do. But I feel like I need to... I can't just take the easy way out. My uncle wouldn't want that.
0: And to that, I cannot disagree. As I said, I am you. And you have shown your conviction. Will you, as you see her raise her hand to give you a handshake over the desk, will you, and as soon as he puts up her hand a handshake, you see her hands begin to wrap and she creates a pin and she puts a pin on the book. If you sign, you forge a pact with me. And if this is as you say, you uphold his legacy in the real world. And I have no reason to be anything to you other than an ally.
2: I guess I I take the pen.
0: Do you sign the book?
2: Yeah.
0: You sign the book and you see she steps away from the desk and begins to bow. Now the contract has been sealed. I will help you achieve our shared goal. And you see suddenly an owl entering from a portal seemingly out of nowhere. It's an owl chasing a blue butterfly as they fly through, and this time, you hear the owl begin to screech, and as it flies past, and the butterfly being chased, once again, seems to drop some mist upon the shadow. And it seems to just fall upon, and it does not even notice it. But the being begins to transform into this dark cloaked figure, large with this large black cloak with a crescent head and long draped arms and limbs i am thou and thou art i i am brexta your ally in this grave endeavor may the night be on our side and you see her form begin once again begin to transform and become smaller rather than humanoid. And the book and the pen dissolve from your hands. And what appears in their place is a small felt-tip pen with a ring at the end. And you see at your side, a ring appears. You assume to be like a key ring. And once again, you begin to feel the pen you see the rings begin to vibrate and pull towards each other, almost like a magnet. And almost as soon as you lift the pin, the pin zooms towards and clicks towards the ring. And as it does, you see at that point on your side, outward, your clothes begin to change. And you find yourself in a large purple cloak. And In your hand, you see a large scepter, a staff, with once again a crescent at the top and an orb floating in the middle. Now, to Maverick. I am you, Maverick. I simply want to give you the opportunity to do what you so desire. Do you not wish for the same?
5: You're me. Yeah, sure, buddy. The fuck do you even know about me? I know
0: that you have people in your life that you loathe every second you see them. You see them as, not just as an adversary, but as a symbol of what you wish you could be, but you just aren't given the freedom to be. It's almost like they are mockery. The way they flaunt about. I'm giving you the opportunity to never have to see them, never have to deal with them, and just write these songs, and I will deal with the rest.
5: You just kind of like see my smirk just kind of slowly lower and lower and turn into, like, almost kind of a frown, the more he just talks, and the more I'm just like, damn, he do got a point. And I'm just like, what if I don't want to make a fucking deal with you? And I just immediately start turning and try to just walk away from him. And as soon as he speaks up, I'll stop walking. As you begin to walk away, he says, wait, wait.
0: Are you really going to just refuse my offer?
5: I'll just kind of just stop and process and i just turn around. What the fuck do you want? I, I just want
0: you to fulfill your destiny. I feel that you're destined for greatness, and I feel that you know that that is the case. You know your own talents, yes? You don't have the time, or sometimes the means, or sometimes the will, to fulfill them, I'm simply offering you a chance. All I ask in return is for me to deal with the rest of the nitty gritty of your life.
5: That sounds too good to be true, almost. And I just kind of go for my back pocket because I always just. I. F- At this point I'm like honestly kind of forgetting that I'm even in like the VR world and I'm just like kind of trying to reach for my back pocket where I always keep the pocket knife on me. And I'm just like, I don't know this dude, this dude's spouting some weird fucking shit, I don't even know what's in this for him, and I'm just like, what's in this for you?
0: I just want my freedom. You see, only one of us can leave this place, and I frankly believe that it would be better if you stayed here and
5: wrote, and I left the real world. Just looking around the entire room again, just... trying to still just process everything that's happening, and I'm just like... If you're me, you already know what I'm gonna say, don't you?
0: Well, I... I hope you'd say yes. I'm just offering an argument I know you can't refuse. Unless there's something I don't know about you.
5: Slip, the hand, slip my hand out of the pocket, and I'm just looking at him just how can i trust you
0: how can you trust me i i'm you of course you can trust me or do you not trust yourself
5: well i mean he's so far away from me like i can i guess i could just refuse it said only one of us can escape. What if neither of us do? You know, if you do so well, you should know I don't have much to live for. Well, that
0: line of thinking and that course of action would only be hurting yourself, and we both know that that is never the right option.
4: His shadow calls the suicide hotline.
5: <laughs> just in my mind, I'm like, "Damn it! He called. He called the bluff. Damn it! Shit!" And I'm just like, "You, you know, I'll never take a deal against my own freedom."
0: That's why I'm giving you an option. You know what? You have a point. You're either going to stay here forever. Or one of us will leave. But
5: who's it gonna be? Is it gonna be me? Is it gonna be you?
0: I simply believe that it might be better if it's me that leaves, and you that stays here, where you can have so much free reign over the things you desire.
1: Well, what if
5: I don't care about this anymore?
0: You don't care about music?
5: Maybe I don't. Maybe you don't know me so well.
0: I believe that there is a performer deep in your heart. I just simply think that you need a way to let it out. And I'm simply offering you an avenue. You can't tell me I'm wrong.
5: Well, I perform too.
0: Here, you could perform for yourself. I would take what you have and... I would deal with the nitty gritty of putting it out there and having people listen to it. I'll deal with that. But you stay here, and you don't have to deal with your... pesky rival.
5: I may hate the guy, but that's not worth it for what you're offering.
0: You don't think it's worth it?
5: No. I don't think I'll accept
0: you, d- Why is that? Why not accept it? What's so
5: imperfect? You're forgetting there are still people I fucking care about. For as somebody who likes to say that they know me so well,
0: You dare to say that your connection to others means more to you than music alone.
5: Maybe I am saying.
0: Then maybe I don't know you. The question is, can you achieve your goals, the ones you truly desire, and I know and you know, without having to be in this place?
5: And I just look around. Who else is there besides us two here?
0: I suppose no one else. But, are you willing to out there in the real world do what I'm offering you in this world? The thing I want to see you do. For I am only acting in your best interest.
5: You're not acting for shit. I've seen liars and tricks like you everywhere. Scumbags. Just let me out of this fucking place already.
0: I can only let you out. If you and I come to an agreement, And it's not until then that either of us leave this place. It is the way it is.
5: Oh, yeah? What fucking agreement?
0: If you know me so well, you say I'm a liar, you say I'm a cheat, you say I'm an actor, maybe you can propose a deal that I cannot
5: refuse. Well then, how about you take the back seat while I control my own life? How's that for a
1: proposal?
5: What's my
0: incentive? Will you grant the wish I simply want you to achieve? It's the only way I could agree to this, goal. If you make a promise
5: to us, yourself. And what happens if I say yes?
0: you promise me that you will fulfill the wishes you desire in the deepest inner parts of your heart. Then I, the inner you, will be all the pleased and will offer you all the guidance and assistance you so desire, but only if you make this promise to yourself.
5: And I just kind of just like back off because like I felt like during that entire interaction I was probably just kind of just like really just like tearing into him trying to like walk closer to him almost even and I just back off and I just look at him dead in the eyes you know what I do
0: so it's a deal then You do realize what you're agreeing to.
5: And I'm going to like... Can we have like a little cool moment where he teleports in front of me and then we shake?
0: He is going to teleport in front of you and he raises his hand to shake yours. But before you can respond, he puts his hand to his side and he looks at you in the eyes and he says, "I." I think there's a better way that we can seal this deal. That we can make this promise. And he pulls out his other hand, and in the palm of his hand is a pick. Take this and strum the first chord of this long song we shall play together.
5: I just kind of like look at the guitar and then look at his pick again. Look back up to him. And just right as I grab the pick, and just right before I strum it, I just kind of say, then so be it. Nice. You strum the guitar,
0: and as you do, the sound reverberates across the entire room, filling it. It's almost as if the air feels warmer or comfortable, almost as if you brought a sort of fullness to this place. Everything begins to organize, and as you make that first strum, all the other instruments begin to play in symphony as a large, roaring chord comes through and fades. As this happens, and the chord fades to silence, you see its head cocks. His mouth curls into a smile. And he says, looking deep into your eyes, then so be it, my friend. And he begins to kind of put his hands at his side. And he takes a deep breath. You see out of a portal an owl flying, chasing a blue butterfly, once again, with dust trailing off as it falls upon the head of your shadow, and the owl and butterfly quickly disappear as they come in. And your shadow transforms. His body begins to shrink. He is no longer the size of human. You see the guitar in your hands begin to shift somehow. And as he begins to dissolve into this mist, it begins to crawl up the guitar that's in your hands. The guitar begins to reform itself. And the mist begins to curl around the guitar like a snake. As you see now, the guitar glows with some spectral power. You feel connected to it as if... The fretboards meet your fingers, and a static, almost jolt of pure energy channels through your entire body. You hear in your head, I am thou, thou art I, I am Orpheus, your instrument to change your fate and answer your wishes. You find yourself with this guitar in hand, and as you do, you see it begins to fade out of existence almost immediately after becoming this fantastical instrument. And as it does, it begins to almost turn into that mist again but it crawls across your body like a snake quickly to up your chest and you feel something begin to appear across your neck. It's a choker. And as this, what was your persona, your shadow, crawls up and becomes a pick with a ring upon it, and it crawls up your neck and on to your choker. And as this happens, you feel your body begins to become light for a second, and then heavy once again. As you look upon yourself and you see, you're now covered in some dark black attire with a plague doctor mask. But it feels so comfortable. And the lens of the mask don't seem to obscure your vision at all. They actually, they get a bit of a, a glimpse. You can see things differently. You can see, you see the instruments in quite a different way. They seem to have a color about them that never really recognized before. And now we go to James. Now I find it it really funny that you say you're me because anyone who is me
3: would never plan to follow the will of someone else. They'd never get rid of the chaos of reality. What's the point of playing a game if you know the outcome? And where's the challenge in making plans if you never have to improvise even a little? I mean, yeah, sure, sure, I'll fuck up every now and then, but how am I gonna get better at planning if I don't fuck up? What's the point? What's the point of living through life without mistakes? I think I'll take on reality on my own terms, because there's no plan I can make that'll ever stop death. Instead of dreading it, I'll just make the most of their lives. That. And I I point at the board with the question mark um, as I kind of stand up and like take a marker. um, And I start erasing the question marks. Oh, sorry, I take it on the eraser, start erasing the question marks. That is my plan. And I'll just improvise the rest along the way.
0: So as you grab the eraser, he begins to erase the word. You try to erase the question mark, but instead the eraser begins to move on its own Calling your hand and it erases the word plans very quickly almost as if you don't have to put your hand over the whole word it's just singular stroke and plan seems to dissolve and you see your shadow he looks at you and his head cocked huh ah, so you're not afraid of failure of your plans
3: I'm afraid of not learning from my failures And I trust myself to take my, to be able to fail and learn from it. I don't trust you.
0: But I am you. Do you not trust yourself to carry through your own plans?
3: If I recall, you're the one who said, I'll be your servant to carry out your plans. That doesn't sound like it. I'm not gonna trust a servant to learn from mistakes. Someone who is willing someone who's willing to put their life in the hands of someone else, even if it is me.
5: So you
0: believe yourself to be... You said, you say, that you're the master of your own plans, but also their arbiter.
3: Look, I don't need all the time in the world to come with some perfect plan so I can plan out my life here. I come up with the best plans when I'm put on the spot. So this room, this whole deal you're offering doesn't really help me much. Sure, it could give peace of mind, but I'd die of boredom before anything else.
0: Oh, you would never die of boredom in here. Do you not see? There's so many things you could do in here.
1: Yeah, but who who would I do them with?
3: Who would I talk to about them
0: afterwards? You can talk to people virtually. You have connections everywhere. You and I both know this.
3: Yeah, I have connections everywhere, but we both know. I know you know this because you're me and I'm you, as you say. Those connections are never. Sure, they can satiate, satiate my appetite in the short term, but we both know we need we need something deeper, and we can never get it here. Besides, I just made a new friend of my roommate. I can't leave him behind already. What kind of a dick would I be if I did that?
0: So, you wish to to chance. Do you not have faith in your own plans?
3: Oh, of course I have faith in my plans.
0: Then why... Why are you so scared of putting them in the hands of someone like me? You, I mean.
3: I'm not scared of doing it. I, I don't think you understand what I'm getting at. I don't need to be here, trapped here, to come up with some plan. I like the chance. I like the possibility of failure. I like to be the enactor of my plans. Because if I am, well then, if my plan fails due to chance or fate, I'm the only one who suffers, not, not someone else.
0: Well, only one of us can leave here. So, can you make me a promise?
3: How about I promise you this? You want me to make plans, right?
0: I want you to follow through with them.
3: You want me to make plans and follow through with them? Alright, I'll come with the best damn plans you've ever seen. And you'll be and you'll be able to help me enact them.
0: Are you willing to deal with the failures? Some grave.
3: Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Because once I've failed enough, none of my plans will ever fail
0: again. You make a promise that you only try to achieve this haughty goal.
3: I promise you that I will achieve perfection in my plans.
0: Such high ambitions. I... Though your promise seems lofty, I, I have faith in your plans, and therefore I do not sense any falsehoods in your convictions. So may we make this promise to each other to make sure that every step of the way we ensure that everything goes according to the grand plan, our plan.
3: You can leave our plan in my hands and I reach out my hand to clasp his.
0: So you shake his hand and as you do, you he begins to grips it firmly. And you see a smile on his face, great smile, a lot of teeth showing in this large smiles, he's rather excited, and you see the spark in his eyes. And once again you see out of seemingly nowhere an owl pop in and then a butterfly once again with the dust falling upon this version of yourself after the pact has been made and it flies out. And as it moves its way through and vanishes once again almost as quickly as it came, you see the being that stands before you begin to fade, as seems to be these particles. And then these particles, they seem to move themselves in the air and become sigils. Things of different languages, different art, different math, mathematics, several of them swirling all around themselves. And you see the very base what appears to be a book in which they begin to funnel out of more of them and more and more and more as they form this figure a tall shadowy being with a crown across his head reading the numbers
3: oh one nine five four and like one nine and then the other like spikes are like made out of binary binary,
0: ones and zeros and then you see, as he begins to put his hands together and looks at you, what seem to be these little white glowing eyes that are deep within the sigils. I am thou, and thou art I. I am Melkor. A. a humble servant, but also. A co planner in this grand scheme of ours. And you see him begin to kind of, all the sigils begin to fall into the book. And the book clasps. And as the books clasps together, it begins to once again transform and it becomes a small usb drive with a little hook on it and seemingly at the same time you see a beaded necklace like a dog tag necklace appears on your neck uh i,
3: I guess I, I yeah, pick it up kind of look at it as
0: you do you feel the hook on the USB pull towards the necklace on your neck. On my computer. And as you hold it close and you analyze it, the hook on your USB magically clasps to your dog tag necklace and clips together. And there you have that. And as it clips, you see your whole body begins to glow with a sort of flash of light. As the light dims down, your clothes have changed. You seem to be in a far more fantastical attire. A sniper rifle seems to crumb across your back in tandem with your rather fantasy slash techno outfit. And now, after all of you have reached this state of making deals and contracts and promises at different times, different days, and you've gained these different outfits and keys, you feel now, you see a door begin to open at the edge of these rooms that you're in. It seems to be a singular line almost like a door with a light shining through it, but you only see the silhouette of a door frame appear in random outer edges of your respective rooms. All of you feel called to walk towards this door frame. Sure, Do you act upon this feeling? Sure, nothing
2: else here, I guess.
3: I mean, I'm gonna see, like, um. I might like. I might like take a look at the computer see so if I can like take a part out of it to like
1: take it home.
2: Yeah, am I able to take that book?
0: You could try. Both of you can try to take the computer part and the book outside. I like,
3: kind of like. I kind of like. Pull, I kind of like pull up like the uh, lanyards. Like so. Um. Th- what kind of <laughs> graphics cards this <does> they have? <laughs> I might want to take it out of the annex into the real world. I might want to take it out of the annex and Uh
0: You cannot take things here and remove them. Well, not the terminals at least.
1: Okay. Oh well. It was
3: worth a shot, could have made a little money.
2: Yes.
0: Do you try to take the book, Lucy? Okay. Yeah. So do you all exit the door that appears?
3: Sure, yeah.
0: As you walk towards the door, you the closer you get to the door, your key begins to glow. A certain bright white light. As you get closer to this door frame with a white light, light coming through. And as you put your hand to push it open, a white light begins to flash across your senses. As you find yourself right where you were before. But in front of you, there's a strange being that startles some of you, I'm sure. This humanoid bird with red cheeks and a black feathered head and a red mohawk, as well as this hoodie and a nice black jogging pants, kind of. And he seems to have a smile across his face as he looks kind of cartoonish, almost like that of Looney Tunes. Of course, none of you are looking at each other because you all are there at different days. You are just alone where you were with this Birdman. I
2: gotta hold my staff out. A little
3: wary, cause. Wait, so, wait, we can. Wait. wait. Uh
2: a lot of strange things today. I, I hold out my staff. I have like, not like straight horizontal, just kind of like in between us and I'm like, are you some sort of like shapeshifter monster?
0: You try to raise your staff to this individual and as you do, you notice your staff is gone. And you look upon yourself and it seems your clothes are back
2: to normal. I'm slowly back away.
0: Oh, hey! Ah, er, wait, er, sorry, you're- is my parents fighting. I know sometimes I scare no, people. No, it's just sorry been a that. very
2: long day. Are you part of this game?
0: I'm, um... I- get a Yeah? Game. Do, do you mean the Annex? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a resident of here. Um... Oh, you probably don't recognize me. And you see him. He kind of grabs what seems to be... He puts his hand underneath his underneath his jacket, and you don't really see what it is, but you see as he grabs it, he closes his eyes, and a cartoonish poof of smoke appears and quickly dissolves, and you see that he is an owl, and you recognize him as that owl that flew Wait, above. Wait, so
1: the colonel turned into an owl? Self.
0: He flies... And he he says, hey, um, I I know that you might not have, uh, this is kind of hard. And he turns back into his other self. Ah, yeah, sorry. Uh, I can only go into that form normally when I'm other frameworks, not here. But it's really hard for me to do uh, in in the base annex. And that's what I look like sometimes, if I want to. I I like flying around sometimes. Can't really fly like this. And he takes his arms and he tries to flipper them. I can't really fly like this. I-I flew in there. I was following the Butterfly. I've been doing that a lot lately, and it's been leading me on some pretty cool adventures, but um... But yeah, I flew through it and I saw that you are in trouble, and the Butterfly helped you out, I think. I don't know anything about that, but it, it's something I don't know. And I know a lot about the Annex, so that's weird. But I, I'm a denizen here. I know, that's kind of weird for um. you, I think.
2: How do I leave
0: here? Oh, you leave the same way you came. Go to your little hut. You notice you're in your normal room now. You're in the base annex. Yeah, okay. Where you were before you got jutted to that place. You exit the same way you came. Um... But yeah, I've been chasing this butterfly around, and it's been... It's kind of been guiding me random places, and I've been following, and it's been kind of helping people, helping them fight their other selves or whatever, but I've been helping people out and making sure they don't, you know, get traded. And he looks at your eyes, and you see that he flips on to seems to be a scouter from Dragon Ball Z. And he looks and he says, ah, I don't know why I needed this, you don't have the yellow eyes. You're not. You're not. You're good. You're. 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 You're not your evil version of you. That's good. Uh. Sometimes I come back, and the evil you, the the one with the yellow eyes, is the one that comes out, and then they want to fight me, and I have to run away.
2: Yeah, I do like shadow.
0: Well, yeah. He doesn't uh. know the word shadow. Or it seems, and also yes, I know that shadows aren't all evil.
5: It's fine. Characters can just not know about certain things. Yeah, fine. Yeah. We're all
0: dumb.
3: Yeah, I mean, like he that Rufio would probably see sh- just shadows as evil. That could just be.
0: A- I mean, yeah, specifically the ones that come out of the frameworks, yeah. and so the ones like that
1: four.
0: stole the other people's lives. We're so, gone. Lucy, are you going to go back to your...
2: Yeah, I'm just exit the sorry. end? I'm you sorry. Know? It's been a long day. And I want to take a nap.
0: Yeah. Um, will you be my friend? I've been trying to make some friends, but people think I look really scary. Because they, like, they, they don't like... They don't like I like, look that I'm not human. Will sure. you be my friend?
2: Uh, I might want to tell you... That, uh, I might not be coming back very much.
0: Oh, that's fine. I just, you know, you just seem like a cool person. And I I overheard a little bit when I popped in. And you're a writer, right? I bet you write some pretty cool stories. Is the
2: book still with me?
1: No, the
0: book did not teleport in with you. Similar to the outfit. You lift your hand to try to see the book, and you see that nothing's there.
2: I guess I have, uh... Um... Yeah, I just wanna go home.
0: Uh, understandable. Um, well, this is technically my home, but... I, I can, um... Uh, I, Me
2: too. I'm happy that you got
0: out safe. Normally, if I don't drop in, sometimes p- people, uh, they, 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 a lot of people, is bad. So, the L.I. people are sometimes really scary. Sometimes they're not as scary, but sometimes they're really scary. And, you know, I'm happy you made it out, though. You seem really cool. Maybe we could sure. hang in again next time you're in the Enix. Okay. Uh, okay. Bye. Have a good day.
2: Lucy Lucy feels so bad because she wants to, like, be more, uh, like, uh, she wants to be more friendly, but she just, she does not want to be here anymore.
0: (laughs) Yep. So you leave the annex. So, Jane, you, when you doorway appears... Your doorway appears, and you walk towards it, right? Correct. And so you go towards it, and you put your thing, your flashes, and your arrow flashes, and you walk through the door. It flashes, and you're back in the normal world. You're back in the annex, the base annex. It's almost as if you walk through a doorway to the same place. Okay and so you see when you go through the doorway, one thing you do hear behind you is, oh, hey. Do you look behind you? I do. You see this similar bird man. Well, he's like a little kid. He's as short as you, maybe shorter. Um, He's like, hey, you seem pretty cool. I saw your, you're kind of interesting because I kinda just. Your framework is really weird. It's kinda funky. But you're cool. Oh boy. Is that cool? Um, Is that that your key? He points at your. He's pointing at his hand to reference your bracelet.
4: Uh. I I guess so. Oh, um.
0: That. Somebody put something in something I ate? What is happening? No. Maybe this will make more sense. Or less sense. He does a similar poof to the owl, and he says, "I, I was that little owl that flew by, and you know, g- gave the little uh, chased the butterfly, and the, and the butterfly, you know, dropped a little dust on your little other you, and 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 then it transformed. Yeah, it became this is not what I. This is not what I was expecting when they said people get more experimental in college." No, wait, what? Oh, I like experimenting with things. That's how I found the butterfly in the first place. It started flying around, and then I saw it, and then it kind of taunted me a little bit, and it was like, flew around me, and it flew in a direction, and I followed it, because I like adventure. And I found you, and you seem pretty cool, and you seem like you, you might like adventure too. Um...
4: Yeah, I I guess I don't mind. Um, I'm probably going to take a six-hour nap though. I don't understand anything right
0: now. Oh yeah, a lot of times after people get their, um, after they face their yellow-eyed versions of themselves, they they get real tired. There's this other person I met earlier this week that was really tired. Um, she she left pretty soon after I we talked, but yeah, um, hopefully we'll get to see you again. If you come back again. Uh looking forward to it. Birdman was it? Yes. No wait no 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 no. I'm sorry. My uh, my name is Rufio.
4: Ah, uh, okay. I, I gotta like shake his wing, I guess.
0: Yeah. He has he has hands, wings, hands, it's weird, but you shake his wing hand and he's like Right. It's nice to meet mm-hmm. you. I figured. Alright. He's Falco meets Mordecai from regular show. Bird. Right. With clothes.
4: Oh, uh, alright. Um. Okay. Wait, with, no, bows, with clothes? No, clothes. <laughs> oh, with clothes. So it's like, wait, he's got a bow, too? <laughs> okay. Um. Alright, well, uh, um. It, it was. It was nice to meet you, but I, uh. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go
0: contemplate
4: existence.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. That sounds like an adventure of its own. In your mind. Mind adventure. Which I guess for you being in here is kind of a mind adventure. Never thought about it that way. I'm I'm just gonna slowly start closing the door. <laughs> well, there's no doorway, but you mean like oh. pressing the HUD button, that's the exit button.
4: Right, I'm just gonna like slowly get closer, closer to the button.
0: <laughs> As you press it, he's like, bye, and then he gets cut off. Okay. Um, now we're going to go to Maverick. Maverick, you appear out of your framework and you once again, you notice your outfit is gone one thing you do notice that is not gone is your choker is still around your neck.
5: Kind of like, okay, where am I first of all? Like, am I still in my virtual room?
0: You're in the okay. basic annex, the base annex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where, where wherever you were okay, before, you're gonna like go like with your friends.
5: Looking around and then I just notice that and I start like fumbling around with it. I'm just like, oh, what the fuck. And I'm just gonna, like, try to, like, I don't know, cover it up before somebody else sees and tries to ask too many questions. You see, you
0: hear a little bit of a,
1: hey,
5: hey, hey.
0: Do you look in the direction? It's kind of coming from behind you.
5: Yeah, sure. I just kind of, like, glance around because i'm just like god who saw
0: (laughs) so where you were in the annex you see that you're actually for you in particular you're on say a street in memphis and you see that there's a light a street light and there's an owl on top and it seems that you hear the voice and you see the aisle fly down from the lamp and once again a cartoonish poof of smoke appears, and suddenly from it you see a birdman, appearing to be a northern Cardinal. Hey, uh, I'm that owl guy that flew into your cool little jam session room.
5: Dang, there were a lot of instruments in there. I'm just kind of staring at him, and I'm just like, wait, that actually happened?
0: Yeah, all of that was real. I was there. I mean, I had to be there, because I think, I don't know. Still running theories on that. But I'm just a denizen here, but uh, yeah, you got your little thing. And he points at your neck, to and points at his neck to reference your little choker with the key at the end. You got your key, now you can go into your framework whenever you want.
5: I'm Rufia, by the way. Sorry, sorry, man. I'm just sort of rustless things. Uh, you know it's just like I was just going to a friend's place and then I my like headset glitched out or something and there was two of me and and, and things just got pretty weird and so and and then I just saw like like a bird just like turn into like a guy or something
1: it,
0: it, it, yeah that's me you're talking about me now. Oh God! No, nah, no, nah. all God. of that was real. God. No technology. That other you, that—that's like it's there, it's
5: there now. <laughs> they're, not, they're not being rude. And at this point, I'm just kind of like punching other my head, people. Just like, oh, that was all real. I actually did just say that.
0: I heard you your little guitar symphony thing that you played when I popped in, and when I was an owl, and it sounded really cool. I mean, I hope I get to hear more music sometime. Do you you come here often?
5: Just, please don't ever speak of that, dear God.
0: Huh, okay. I mean, that's fair. It was a little, I'm sure it was pretty spooky for you. It is for most people. Most people? But, yeah, you're not the only person that I popped in on and and had to help. There's other people that that glitch has happened to. Yeah, that's not a glitch. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's real. Like me, I'm real. What does that mean? I mean, I'm a denizen of this place. Uh, I live here. I learned the word denizen just recently, and it means someone who lives in a place. So I call myself a denizen.
5: Like, you live here. Like, like not on this street. Yes,
0: I live here. No, I live in this place, like the annex. Like the thing you entered with your really cool tech things. Yeah, I live here.
5: You like another me or something that I have to deal with? No,
0: I'm, I'm me. No, I'm not, no, I'm your friend. I wanna be your friend. Will you be my friend? You seem kind of cool. I like your outfit. It looked really cool. You had a beak
5: like me. Yeah, yeah, sure, you can friend me or whatever, I'm, I'm sorry. So can I like check, can I like check the time to see if time has passed at all?
0: It has. Not much time has passed. I would say maybe,
5: like maybe half an hour at most. friend friend is still probably like texting me being like, where are you?
0: Oh, definitely you you see some notifications from your friend on your HUD.
5: Whatever, sure, you can do whatever. Just... I've gotta go see like the actual person that I hopped on here for. We can talk about this later.
0: Okay, that sounds fine. Thank you. Well, I'll let you get on your way. I'll go fly some other place. Just see you later. Is is he
5: gonna is he gonna transform?
0: Yeah, he transforms into an owl. Just kind of stare and kinda at flies that off can, in the distance. as
5: I'm just like
0: once again with a little cartoony poof of smoke that almost looks like two D from your perspective. I'm just gonna clutch my head as I just
5: walk over to the <laughs> to, to the friend's place just the rest of the way there.
0: So you head there and enjoy Enjoy, the rest of your afternoon and evening. We go to James.
3: Alright, so um, this is after I walk out of my door?
0: Yes. This is after you walk out of your door and you're back to where you were. You walk in and in front of you, you see the bird, man.
3: Um, I'm not in the, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, um, I'm not in the grind yet, am I? No. No, I'm talking to Rufio.
0: Oh, no, you're not in the grind. Okay, i yeah. I asked her, I was about
3: to like, as a like, kind of like gesture back to the sniper rifle, I at least think is on my back.
0: Your sniper rifle, unlike the others, Whose weapons disappeared? Yours is still there.
3: Yeah I, was, and, uh, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I just had a really weird, really weird time. Um, so and now there's a bird person. Honestly, that's the least weird part of my day.
2: That's fair.
0: You um, you your framework looks so freaking cool of all that stuff, and then the computers and the cool little. Little chalkboard in the middle. It was a whiteboard. Oh, whiteboard. Sorry. There was actually. No, the other side actually was a chalkboard, but that's not the one that you saw with all the question marks. I was a
3: bit more focused on the, uh, the. Yeah.
0: But it looked really cool. All your computer terminals? I don't even know what you do with all that. It looks so cool. Oh, probably run Doom. Well. Can we be friends? You seem really cool. And like, I helped you out, or I tried, whatever. The butterfly did some weird dust things, but I flew in and I saw you, and the butterfly helped you out, and you seemed really cool, and you did the thing. You fought off the, the other two. As if I would ever turn down the chance to be friends with a bird, hell yeah. Oh, wait, what? I, you think this could be all the bird? I, and he transforms into an owl, and he tries to fly, like he tries to softly perch on your shoulder as the owl. I
3: like kind of like I kind of like frame my head to like give more room on my shoulder. Um, like
0: right. you, you just see that he's like, this is awesome.
1: What's your name? <laughs> and
3: then
4: you bleed out as his talent cut. Rufio has not told me his name yet, right?
0: Oh. <laughs> ah. Hang hey, he looks at you and he goes, "I should probably tell you my name. My name is Rufio."
3: Nice to meet you, Rufio. Fist bump, and I kind of like reach up, like my like fist over to like my shoulder, so he could like kind of fist bump up with his talon.
0: So yeah, he he kind of lifts one of his talons and he, he fist bumps you, and so, then he flies you know, off your shoulder. Do you
2: know why that happened?
3: As as he's flying off, I'm like, wait, wait, I I wanted to ask why that.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh no no he flies off your shoulder oh, okay. and lands back in his humanoid form.
3: So, um, so you mentioned that you were watching while I was in, do you know what that was about?
0: Oh, well, um, yeah. So, basically some people have been pulled into what are called their own frameworks. Cause I'm sure you've heard about like the grind, which is like a framework where you go and fight monsters. Yeah. Cause that's where you're going, right? I've been there a few times, not too, for too long though, because there's some really scary things in there. But, yeah. But everyone has their own framework, actually, and not everybody knows about them. I mean, I know about it because I'm a Denizen here. But most people that come on here have a framework, and you go into your framework, and sometimes when they go in, they, they get pulled in by their by their spooky version of themselves, with the big old yellow eyes, and the and they talk some weird creepy talk, and it's not. And cool, the weird but... music Yeah. And I, I try to fly in and help them out, but the butterfly helps guide me and see them. And I don't, I think there might have something to do with if I'm, if I'm there, I help them. Because most people that I see that come out of that situation and they don't get to the yellow eyes, it's normally people that I've flown in and to their framework and came out the other side.
3: Like, you know what? I will not If I see- I'll make sure if I see another weird human with yellow eyes, I'm- I'm I'ma be a bit more cautious.
0: Well, um, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Well, I've seen a few that I wasn't able to get to, or I just didn't know about, and the butterfly didn't lead me to. And they- they get kind of scary, because I think they know that I know what they are, and they- they don't like that. At all. But that's fine. On a different, not scary note, I don't like talking about scary things, but you seem really cool. And like, we could be friends. And like, we could hang out sometime? And maybe in the oh, grind? yeah, dude. Hey, wait, I mean... in the
3: grind, you'll be able to kick the ass of any of those spooky versions of people that you come across.
0: Oh. Huh. You seem so cool. I've met a few cool people this week so far, and you're definitely one of them. I'm gonna head out now, because I have. You see, the butterfly actually flies down and begins to circle around his head. I. Oh, I think I have somewhere else to be. I best be on my way. I see you later.
3: Alright, I'm gonna go shoot stuff in the grind. Bye.
0: Bye. Have fun. Stay safe. Please stay safe. And you see that he transforms into the owl and begins flying after the butterfly. Now, we flash forward back to the distress call, which is the first day of school from Rufio. And all of you get this distress call and it seems to be a message on the app that is connected from your phone to the annex and allows you to manage things like planning and communication and stuff. And there's an alert message you've never seen before with an image of Rufio's face, doing a little like pose and then You see, it seems to be glowing red as it says, alert, I need help. I'm not safe. And all of you get this message. Do you all, do all of you or any of you respond to this message?
3: I respond where you at.
0: He says, the grind. So... I wanted to check with everybody. What about you, Jane? I'd probably just respond and be like, uh, who is this again? And you say, you get the message back, huh, I'm Rufio, it's the grind. Please help me, Jane. Uh, um, okay. How? Oh, what about you, Um, Lucy? Do you respond? Like, this
2: picture's up, so I know who it is. So I'm like...
0: Yeah, you, you do. Yeah. Even if you don't remember the name, you recognize the profile picture I, of I the Birdman. Birdman? <sighs> yes. Birdman needs your help, please. In the grind. Not safe. Do I know what the grind is. Yeah. You do know what the grind is.
5: Maverick, how do you respond? I'll. I'll. I'll respond (laughs) and yeah i'll probably just be like who the fuck is this again because i'm just trying to at this point just like block that out of my memory so i just kind of (laughs) like didn't go on the annex at all after that day for a couple of days and i just get a message and i'm just like who the fuck is this oh yeah I imagine.
0: You see, he responds. Ah, I'm the owl that helped you out. Please, I need your help right now in the grind. Now, let's go to James. How do you respond?
3: Oh, um, I already responded like, where are you at? And he told me he wasn't the grind.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's nice. I was going to ask, like, we don't
3: have any more classes there, or do we, or, like, do we?
2: We just have one 8 a.m., and that's it. You
0: actually do not. None of you do, because...
2: I mean, that's how it always
3: be sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, we have a bunch of labs later, but labs don't happen on the first day.
0: So, do you all heed the call?
4: I guess so. I I I don't really know what's going on here lately, but I guess I'll just
0: just do do it. Do you heed the call?
5: Um. Yeah. Sure. I'll just do so, like very reluctantly.
2: I'm a little sus but, like, the bird man seemed nice and I still feel bad of how I treated him.
3: Yeah, I mean, I got nothing
0: better to do. (laughs) So, you go in. All of you go into the annex. And as you go into the annex the base annex, and you pop out into the grind after going into the annex, you see, while in the grind, your outfit, all of you, your outfit and your weapons and your armor appear with you when you go into the grind, and they all seem to be the ones that appeared upon you during your awakening of your persona. And as this happens, you begin to immediately hear what seems to, be, seems to be the screeching of a bird nearby. And I imagine all of you begin following that screech, because it is a similar screech to what you heard earlier when he was an owl.
5: Did we, did we all spawn in at the the like, same location?
0: Not exactly in the same location, because the grind is meant to be an ever-changing maze, kind of. That's not, um, it kind of is Mementos, but not like it's, it's, it's pretty different other than the fact that it's a changing dungeon.
2: So, so is it like a labyrinth or more like a colosseum?
0: It's more like um, a dungeon dungeon. Like you look around and the walls are genuinely stone and you see that there are torches that light the walls and the walls are made out of this mossy stone that gives you the genuine feel of a fantasy dungeon.
2: So, but we can't see each other.
1: Okay.
0: You appear in different locations. Yes. Yes. And does everyone run towards the noise?
2: I had to run, run
0: there.
3: to. I mean, I'm running towards my bird, but
5: I just kind of look down and I see that, like, the costume's back. Now I'm just like, fuck me wasn't just some fever dream i'm just like i'm just gonna so as you walk, all walk.
0: as you begin heading towards the sound you all once you get cl- what you think is probably two or three turns around where the sound is coming from you see each other as you all kind of meet together in this junction and you see these different people with these different there seems to be these costumes and different weapons. And you all pretty easily notice that you're all headed towards the same location. The sound of this call. This re this cry for help.
3: Yo, my bird bro's in trouble, so, like... You no, know, I'm assuming you guys are heading there, person? too, but, um... Bird bro! What? Yeah, bird bro, and I, I'm assuming we're mo- moving while talking, not just standing still.
2: I, I just, I met yeah, this bird man uh, the other day, and now he asked for my help. Hey, that's my bro, Rufio I I really do, I really don't know what's going on here.
3: Well I got a text saying that he was in trouble and I hear him screaming so I think and I kind of like I kind of like gesture with my sniper up well I'm gonna be able to test this a bit more. Um so like, is is it in our sights? or we do we have to like run through like corridors to get to it? Or
0: you're running through a corridor.
3: Okay, and we can't see him yet.
0: You can't see him yet. As you get closer, you uh, the sound becomes more and more evident. Anyone else want to say anything else to the party?
4: Oh, did we uh, did me and Connor make it there at the same time? Yeah, you, we all you made it. Did. Oh, all right, I. I figured because they were running and we
0: weren't that we would derive at different times.
2: We fast walk. It's uh, a power walk.
0: You you make it all at the same time.
3: Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You closer, we were.
3: closer than we were.
0: Okay.
4: <laughs> um, in that case, um, I'll be like, uh, so. I don't really know how any of this works. Do, do you guys know what's going on?
3: Oh, dude, I come here all the time. Um, I use a gun. I don't... Dude, what do you use? Uh, is his, Is her... Is Jane's weapon visible? Jane's back. weapon
0: is visible. There's a bow on her back.
3: I mean, you kind of... I'm pretty sure you just use it like you would use it in real life. Um, So, you know how to... Do you know how to shoot a bow? I'm assuming you do That's if you okay. have one.
4: Uh, I, I I pull out my bow and I guess I try to use it for the first time, and I guess I aim at something in the distance.
0: Well, um, you're just kind of in a hallway that's leading towards there. Our... So I imagine you started at the wall. Sure. Uh, I, I you find... shoot at the wall and you hit the brick you're aiming for. Like it feels very comfortable in your hands.
4: Uh, yeah, I think I remember. All right, cool
5: just gonna look at yeah, uh, be like so like fun. you're all in crazy costumes too yes <laughs> and
1: <laughs> yep uh, I
4: think um, Jane, looks, uh, Jane looks down for the first time and goes
5: oh <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: I yeah,
3: guess uh, so. she's gonna
5: be like so that means like you also got the message from that like, guy thing.
3: Yeah,
1: whatever, burned, bro. <laughs> uh,
4: the, oh, so that so I, okay, so I didn't hallucinate any of that. That's great. Hey, maybe we all hallucinated the same thing. You know that. Ah, <laughs> oh, mass hysteria. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think so that we are in an ongoing great. hysteric. No, I, I guess we gotta go find that bird now. <laughs> I mean, there's no guarantee.
3: Well, there's no guarantee that um that. I, say, anyway, I imagine at some point real. we're just gonna is hear that? another
5: scream, and then we're just gonna be like, yeah, we should probably move.
3: <laughs> look,
4: I mean, you I hear? Look, I've. I've, I've- <laughs> I'm gonna look at James and say, "Look, I've already had another person try to convince me of whether I am or am not real. I'm not really
3: into I mean, that conversation oh right dude, now." I just had the same same deal. Like someone was like, "Oh, I'm you," and they were like, "Ooh, stay in this computer room." And I was like, "Nah, man."
0: James, you interrupted by a.
1: We get a
5: interrupted co- by a what? By a what? Like it sounds like someone's being choked. Lack of sound.
0: Um, you, you just kind of hear what seems to be a muffled, a more muffled at this point, even though you're closer, um, from the owl. Well, I mean, Uh, I, I guess we should go.
3: I mean, I thought we were going already, but pick up the (laughs)
5: door. It's an
2: urgency.
0: So yeah, you, you guys turn corners and you finally make it to of Rufio. You're on the roll 20. You should see it. everything yep. there. That's wonderful. So you see the dungeon and you hear the call of okay. Rufio and yeah. So you guys see if I can go to the tokens you see four distinct kind of dark figures surrounding Rufio. They seem to be they seem to kind of just look like bestioforms, forms, like an amalgamation. Um, they have, seem to have claws on their hands, and they seem to be a little hunched over, but they seem to be thin and lanky, and you see that they seem to be kind of red and black flowing through and up and down their bodies, but mainly black. They have kind of like a reddish aura about them, and you can't really see their faces. Because they all seem to be facing towards Rufi. I
2: guess we uh, go around the corner.
5: Yeah, because currently we're around the corner and we can't really see them that
2: well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, all you can see are the, these seem to be these shadowy figures in the distance, but they don't seem to have a lot of distinguishing qualities. Though, the place is well-lit, so it's not that you can't see them, it's that they just seem like these weird, murky beings, kind of surrounding Rufio as you see him clutching his own and wings this is like, and uh, just shivering in front. The
2: same as like the other parts of the dungeon is still kind of like
0: How many stone
2: and moss and stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. There's still stone and moss and torches lighting the way. Um, are therefore. them.
3: Can I can I shoot them?
0: You can attempt to shoot them. Um, are you going to attempt address the party, or are you just gonna shoot them?
3: Yeah, I'm. A, I'm just gonna quick scope it. Like,
4: I, I do. Do I get the hidden effect if they don't see me? Because I would also like to immediately. Yeah, because I'm using yes. my
3: sniper rifle on them. Um.
4: That's. Okay. Am I, am, am I considered. Are you
0: coordinating to fire at the same time?
4: Uh, yeah. I mean, I would look. Uh, yeah. Because we, we talked about having guns. <laughs> I kind of like, like nudge Jade. It's like. Shoot. Um. So am, am I considered hidden in this moment?
0: Uh. I believe so. Let me think. I think there's a check that you have to make to hide. Yes, yeah, so it's 2d6 plus your proficiency. So roll 2d6 plus your proficiency. Okay. Oh, God.
4: Um, okay, I got a six.
2: With your proficiency?
0: Okay. Negative one. Wait, don't you use... Oh, uh, what do you use for your bow?
4: For my bow? Um, I hit. use... I use athletics.
0: Oh, uh, okay. That's what it is. Damn. That sucks. I, didn't, I forgot that you had negative proficiency. I forgot that's how that sneaking is going to work. What did you get, James?
3: Uh, I got an... Oh, Uh. Oh, uh. On, on, on shooting? The sneak. Oh, I was sneaking? Oh, okay. Um,
0: I mean, yeah, I said, I, will. I thought,
3: I thought he said he was sneaking. Yeah. Are you I, also I, sneaking? I, I, I was sneaking I, with I, I, him also, since we through
0: you're kind of uh, doing the same thing.
3: Um, that's a 12 on my sneak check. Um. I have proficiency.
4: if I didn't have a negative one and just had a zero in my modifier, I would have gotten I would have gotten a wild card. <laughs> From Twist of Fate, because then it would have equaled seven.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you you get a 12 and a 7. No, a 12 and a 6. Oh, a 12 and a 6. I'm contemplating whether I want to do the average, like we do in D&D, since you guys are kind of sneak together. Um, I think I will... So...
3: That's nine.
0: Nine. Yeah. So that's nine. So you guys managed to sneak pretty well. Okay, cool. You... Right. Both of you kind of imagine... You, you kind of pull your bow back, and you're... You need a lot of space to pull your bat back. So you try to pull your back, make your shot, and you leave yourself oh, wide open to be seen. And imagine with his high roll, your friend... Your new friend james kind of leaves you and pushes you and points at a better vantage point to hide okay can we use our personas yet um you haven't necessarily learned how to use your personas yet that was gonna
3: say like one thing i could do is like kind of have like um since like the wall since like it's a dark area and kind of like uh mossy i could have like um, Melkor's, like, little, like, Storm of Letters kind of, like, obscure, like, the vision, but...
4: I, I got a 13 to hit.
3: I got a, um, also a 13.
4: Okay. And because I rolled higher than a 10, slinging gun at procs, and I'm able to make another ranged attack on a different enemy. Alright, so... assuming i'm no longer hidden
3: though
0: yeah
3: oh yeah oh do you want us to give you the damage now
0: um okay so i am going to say this is going to be a shadow one two three and four and also let me cue the music so you both fire your ranged attacks against these shadows and as you do They transform, so there are four of them, and I'm just going to shadows A, B, C, and D. I shoot A. From left to right. You're going to shoot A? Okay.
4: So that is... And then then my second target will be B.
0: Okay. What about you? What about you, James? I'll
3: probably shoot D.
0: Alright, you shoot D.
4: All right, do you want me to do damage, or do you want me to see if I hit my second attack? And
0: then just add up all the damage. Yeah,
3: they've been punching up too much.
0: Yeah, go ahead and tell me the damage.
3: Okay. I did
0: six
4: damage. Okay, I did max damage, which is eight damage.
0: Wait, so what did you say, James?
1: Yeah, I did six damage, I did
0: Okay, six damage. I thought you said sixteen, and I was like, "Whoa!"
3: No, no, no.
0: All right. So, um, you do that. Oh,
3: and
4: apparently, it's electric damage. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't determine
0: that you're shooting lightning bolts, aren't you?
4: Oh my god, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, I just unleash a fucking lightning bolt on this dude.
0: Oh. Yes. So you see, both of your party members with their ranged capabilities. One of them lines up a perfect shot, while the other draws back two lightning arrows and shoots them, perfectly striking those. Oh, you said um, wait, one hit. I
4: didn't roll.
0: I didn't roll the second attack
4: yet. I was oh, asking okay. you, if you wanted me to okay, roll I to be the, the second attack at first. Oh my god, alright, I got two fives, so that procs doubles, and that means that it's a 12, which means I get to fire again. And I also get another wild card.
0: Whoa. Wait, what are you using against sling guns?
4: It's, it's, yes, it's, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's slinging guns and twist of fate. Ethan, I rolled two threes, which I don't think hits, because that's an eight. But that does give me
0: another wild card. <laughs>
1: um.
0: So Sling Gun's using an SP, correct?
4: Yeah. yeah. Oh, it does, it does. Alright, so that means I've lost two SP.
0: You're right. No, no, actually, Sling Gun's. Like, uh, you don't take away an SP for each attack. You just spend one SP to do a lot of shots.
4: Oh, okay, okay, okay. My yeah. bad. That's why it's good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I don't think that last one hit. That third that one hit, but I not. think. So. Do you hit Shadow
0: C? Other oh, one that uh, hasn't been
4: hit. Uh, sure.
0: Okay, so go ahead and roll damage for that second attack and the third attack, right? Because you hit two. Are you just? Hit no, I
4: I I hit my second one, but I didn't hit my third one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I just hit I I hit, when I hit Shadow B.
0: Okay. So.
4: Um, I only did five damage. Five damage. Okay. Electric
1: damage.
0: Electric, and then you did 8 to the first one.
4: Yep. And then 5 to the second one. Oh my god, dude. If I fill up all my wild cards, I get Twisted Fate. It lets me change a small detail about the plot, character, or a particular scene. Ruby is now a cardinal. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> oh no, Tommy's. He's gonna be. Oh no. It's
4: okay. It's okay. I'll try. I'll try not to use twist of fate too much. I'll just throw cards.
0: I mean, I don't care. You do what you want to do. So now that you attacked.
2: Oh. Last Wait. Was like so a what was six. your last roll
0: again?
4: Oh, my last roll. To, my last roll to hit was uh, it was a it was an eight to hit.
0: Okay, that still hits. That's a mixed success.
4: Yeah. Oh, it still hit. Okay, well it's not it's not a ten or higher, so I don't I don't proc sling guns again. But if it hits, then I do damage.
0: Yeah, you also they get to incur a counterattack.
4: Yeah. Okay, I did minimum damage, so I only did three damage to C. Electric. Um.
0: Alright. So to C, which is the slime... You did 3 damage?
4: 3 damage. Electric.
0: Electric. Mm, Let me come through and make sure... I don't think that element is messing with any of them, but let me make sure. Oh, okay, wait. Well, you, you hit Silky. So you downed Silky.
4: Oh, okay, sick. Well then as I'm we gonna use it. my Alright, cool. Well then I'm going to use my one more. We do that right.
0: Um you do get one more. Okay. I
4: want to use my one more to activate card throw and throw one of my wild cards. So I like to imagine that like maybe the wild cards I get like appear as extra charms on my bracelet and I just kind of like grab one and I throw it. And I'll throw it at Shadow D, which is the one that hasn't been I hit. See. Um, be fine? Oh, yeah, he hit him. Oh, yeah, well, the one I haven't hit. Oh, yeah, right. Um, yeah. No, I hit the slime. I hit all three of them. I just didn't hit the fourth one. Um, so I spend my turn to throw a wild card at an opponent. This attack always hits. However, you lose the wild card and inflicts a certain amount of damage based on your level, which is the number of d6 uh, equal to your character willpower, which is one. Um, and it is considered almighty damage. This attack always knocks its target down, unless it's a boss. In this case, the GM should warn the player the, when the, before the move is used. Okay, so I did six damage, six almighty damage to D. And that should knock, and that should knock yes. him down. Yes.
2: Sir. Four attacks
4: per round. Yep. I, I lose a wild card from it, though. Wait, wait,
3: I
1: mean, did you say that down yes, Do it? Yes, it does. It says, Do you this, just this attack $1 always $1 knocks $1. its target oh, down. Oh yeah,
0: forgot to mention, you also downed Pyrojack.
4: Yeah. Oh my god. Are we just <laughs> this whole
3: encounter? I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have any support moves to use. I mean, we can't use our personas to get out. Uh We are.
0: Perhaps. Um, maybe if you down them, wait, who are you automatically downing?
4: The one on the very end, D.
0: Oh, okay. So you're downing him. How much damage is it? With six.
4: Almighty damage. So there's only one left that isn't down, you said?
0: Um, yeah.
4: Well in that case I will throw another wild card at him or at the one that isn't down. And I do one, I do one almighty damage, but now they're all knocked down. A lot of damage.
0: All right. Are you guys going to rush in and follow and your two Rangers Can You kind of sweep them?
3: I going to would I be able to do my
0: all would I be able to participate in the all out attack
3: oh, can I ask this one more time. I can participate in the all out attack gotcha, with it. like shooting my gun still, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean that that, that all out attack is just and it just as long as you're using a weapon, right. it's fine.
4: I actually I actually want to um grab my bow and like like kinda just grab it as I'm running, but then like Accidentally break it and then realize that they become tonfas, and then I'll just run up and try to attack with my tonfas
0: um So what about you maverick?
5: Yeah, that's man. Maverick, I had how are a you going to participating in an all-out attack? So that was gonna a little funny little joke that I was gonna make when it came to my turn uh, Shit, I wasn't prepared for Tommy to just fucking down every single goddamn enemy
1: <laughs>
5: yeah but it doesn't it doesn't yeah it doesn't oh you can you you can be the food right, because i was just gonna like turn to kaylee and i'm just gonna be like so like please tell me like you've been here a couple of times at least because i haven't been here that many um I,
2: i've never been to as, this as as, as, as as
5: they're in Oh,
1: good. So it's just
5: these two that are just okay.
3: I kind of like. Can I like kind of like give a high five to Jane as as she runs? I'm just gonna. It's gonna like yes.
4: <laughs> uh, I guess I'll do it. Um.
3: All right. We need all so, roll our weapon die, and then the dice can explode. I think.
5: Or
1: is
5: that? I think
0: that's how it works. I'm not sure if they can. How well all of the work? I don't know, but um, I'm using Tonfas, so I got to switch to a D4. Uh, each player rolls a basic melee arranged attack, and they add the results of the rolls together, finally, and that all that damage is dealt to every enemy. Okay.
4: Is it all? Is it all just leaped together as almighty damage, or yeah, do my Tonfas wind damage
3: matter?
2: Okay, it is all,
0: me. Yeah. Okay. I
3: um, mean, I was hoping those dice explode because I rolled max damage again.
4: They do Damn, not explode. Oh, I uh, I almost rolled max damage. I got a five. So that's six
3: from me. I'm
5: gonna like. So what are we rolling?
4: The five from me. So eleven.
2: Say
4: Damn. one more time. He got a six. a six. I got a six. I
3: got a six. I got a
5: five.
4: I, I got a five. Yeah. A
5: I am Connor? going to see James I want to know what you're doing. just kind of bolt for them. And I'm just going to look down and I'm going to be like... Fuck, what can I even do? Because I just have a stupid little guitar. Like, how is that a weapon?
0: Uh... <laughs> you hear... Um, in your voice, you hear in your head, I, I am here for you. I lend you my power. Strum the next chord in our grand song.
5: Just like looking around and like, did you guys just like, hear that? (laughs) And I just see, just Jane, just beating him up. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, I fetched the, like, hit off of the key that it's attached to, and I'm just like, PSA, dude.
0: <laughs> you play a triumphant chord, and you see your guitar begins to vibrate as you play the chord, and a channel of sound and energy begin to flow out. What, what does your range weapon damage do again? I know we changed it.
1: Psychic. Like
0: So you see this cool like wave of yellow, pinkish, like almost like, it seems like a weird, strange like tie-dye, rainbowish energy begins to swirl out of your guitar, along with the strum, and begins to fly at the opponent, striking them in tandem, and twirling around and dodging your allies, but hitting and impacting the enemies.
2: What about you?
5: Lucy,
0: how I know are we're you probably
2: going, getting closer, but I do want to use my pens.
5: Yeah, I, I feel like we should all, like, move our icons closer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
5: Okay.
0: Yeah, you can all move. I'm going to treat this all-out attack as, like, also giving you a chance to move in a little bit. And then we'll um, move in and roll So I'm going to say take one of my, like,
2: dart-like pens. And we have th- like, throw. Like, if you, like, what do I roll? So just a d4. Yeah. Okay. So the d4 plus one.
3: You're just rolling damage.
2: Okay. The
3: damage uh, of your uh,
2: weapon. Let me check then what my knowledge is. Okay, so I have five points of damage.
0: Alright, so... Yeah, okay, so four. What is your
5: damage?
3: kind of like shooting them like in like the legs to try and keep them on the ground for longer while I'm just laughing maniacally.
0: Wait, wait, you're laughing maniacally?
2: I'm
3: laughing and like just yelling shit about stuff going according to plan. This
2: is, this is just kind of looking around like, who are these people? <laughs>
5: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look around I knew this would it. happen. I'm
1: just completely <laughs> confused. Run
5: <laughs> My guitar seems like it just made like these weird psychic waves, and like somebody's laughing maniacally. And I'm not sure we're necessarily the good guys at this point. We're in time right now. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on?
4: Jane is completely lost in the
0: combat. So I'm gonna imagine, since you do take them all down, I'm gonna describe how each of you take down, I mean, I'm gonna take what you've already said and just run with it. So Maverick, you kind of strum your guitar as the like, psychic blast seems to fly in around Jane as it scoops and kind of slingshots around and blast into the silky. As this w- weird, interesting maid-like being once was a shadowy figure, now, now colorful begins to fade back into ash. And then Jane, you rush up with your two now tomphas, which were once part of your bone, as you go to strike through this weird jack-o-lantern creature. So James is going to rush in and kind of crop in for the perfect shot to shoot the slime. And as you do, you see it it sort of flattens itself out from the impact and like the others turns into ash and Kaylee you're throwing pins
2: yeah I'm, I'm throwing my psychic uh, damaging pins
0: so you kind of raise your hand yeah as if you kind of you don't have anything to throw and as you hear in your head I will give you the tools you need to write your own story As you see, a psychic pin forms in your hand. And you throw it, the enemy, you throw just a couple, almost with pristine precision, as they land directly into this incubus, and it falls to the ground. Dead. And it, once again, like the others, falls into ash. So, do you guys run up to... You boy? Yeah. You boy, Rufio? Yeah. Uh,
4: Jane is just going to kind of stop for a moment and be like, oh my god, what
0: was that?
3: <laughs> I just kind of run up to her like, bro.
2: Oh,
0: hey, hey guys, Huh? Oh, so sorry. I just a little shock there. Uh-huh.
2: What were those things?
0: uh, the, uh the, Those things were shadows um, I'm, I'm afraid those aren't the only ones. Those are just the ones that surrounded me. They caught me a little off guard, but, uh... I'm sensing... sensing a smaller number of stronger ones coming. But this time, now that I have some people, I can... I can help you out like I did earlier. I've been wanting to try this. I've been wanting some people that I could venture with. But now, more than ever, I, I will help you. Because you helped me. Let's beat them up. As you see... Two far larger, hulking, shadowy creatures begin heading your way and they seem to be kind of more, more deformed than the others and far larger in shape. Now that you're seeing them, and you're looking at you, you see that they have, they seem to be these half masks, but they seem to not completely cover the face. They're specifically half and they look broken, almost as if they, too, kind of stumble up and look at you. And then you see them begin to transform as the shadow begins to almost close in on itself and then pop out. One of them, you see, seems to be a knight on, seems to be some sort of red horse with a large pike in his hand.
3: Elegore. Elegore.
0: And the beating eyes. Actually, not Elricor. Is it
2: Barret? What?
3: Oh, <laughs> um, the horse was red. Okay. I heard red and cool. thought, uh, thought the armor was red at first.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, not armor red. Yeah,
3: okay. Horse yeah, red. I was about to say, who doesn't have red armor? I was like, oh, okay. okay. I just misheard.
0: Uh, I would like you guys to roll initiative. So, you see. Oh, shoot. You see this big boy and the other shadow seems to transform into this lady um, of, of an interesting garb. She seems to have her torso is made out of this wheel and she seems to be constantly spinning it. This weird wheel woman, whose name is totally not Fortuna, she seems to have her eyes on all of you. So she is going to, she begins to spin her wheel really fast and you see a sort of green kind of almost tangible air begin to form out as she tries to, spins it up and she tries to release her hands to launch some wind at you, Maverick. And she misses. Very badly, like complete failure. Actually, yeah, there's a complete failure. Okay, so Maverick, you have a counterattack. She tries to launch some wind at you, but you manage to dodge out of the way.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna dodge out of the way and I'm just gonna look back at like Rufio probably and I'm just gonna be like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Huh, I I don't know. Um, Hi, hi! Just, they just start attacking me, and I just wanted to venture. And obviously, it looks like I went too far
5: into the grind.
4: Man, we all get really into you that grind. You owe me.
5: I'm just, I'm just gonna be like, you owe me for this. And then I am going to run up to Fortuna, and I am going to probably do a good old bash. I'm going to. I'm going to grip the neck of my guitar as I'm running up to Fortuna and just do a nice old grand slam up against the wheel of it to try and knock it out or something.
1: Good
2: smack.
0: All right, good to smack. Roll to smack. Uh, Seven. So you smack. It's the mix. It is a mix success. So... I got a two. I got a two damage. All right. Are you sure you want to run up or? okay, you said you wanted her up, so. All right.
5: My character is still like just trying to process everything.
0: Fair enough. Next is Maverick or Jane. It's up to you guys since both of you all the same
5: number. You can go first, Jane. Oh, okay
4: uh, we we're gonna defer to um stats
1: uh,
4: but all right no it's fine what are the odds that that will happen again um <laughs> I am a gambling man
5: <laughs> with you with with you with you the answer is yes
4: what can I say I'm a gambling man Alright, so, I um, I move over here so that way I don't shoot Maverick in the back, and I'm going to reconnect my Tanfa and grab the Ethereal String and have a Lightning Bolt appear, and I'm going to aim at Fortuna. You do that. I got a 13 to hit.
0: Yeah, that, that definitely hits.
4: And I'm going to spend an SP to do the the Gunslinger thing. Okay, so that hits, um, and I'm going to roll damage on that. Nice. So that does six lightning damage. Okay,
0: so you down her.
4: Oh, okay. Oh, well, then I'm gonna use my second arrow to hit the other guy.
0: Um. So how much damage do you do? Six, right?
4: Yeah, six. Um, for that one, I got a seven, eight, nine. Curse me in my plus two. Um, so I got a nine to hit. um, That hits. All right. And then it does
1: six lightning damage.
4: Um, and then do I activate my one more?
0: Um you do have one more, because she got down, so we could do Baton Pass.
4: Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, question will they be affected by will they be downed by card
0: throw? I mean isn't that part of how card throwing works?
4: Well, it says that if they're if they're considered a boss enemy, the GM should warn the player before this move is used if they cannot be downed through card thrower. Ah. Because it's an auto hit.
0: It is. This could be down. This, this is strong but it's not a boss that I'm putting any limits on.
4: Okay. Well, then I will. I have I have three because I got another one from my um from my roll for um. I start with I start with two in my class automatically, and then I got two in the last combat that I used, and then I just got another one from my initiative. So now I will have two, and that is all that's left, because I'm going to throw a card at the boy on the horse and do three almighty damage, or two almighty damage. Sorry. But he is down, and I will I will all-out attack my bow. All
0: right, so you're using... So yeah, all of you get another I'll attack. Alrighty. I'm
3: gonna
4: use my bow this time.
0: Alright. You do that.
4: And that'll be the end of my turn.
0: Alright, next is Maverick.
4: So,
5: they still haven't disappeared, right? And they're not downed anymore. No, because they have of not. They're still there. Okay. Um. Yes. So, I did the. Uh, I am. After I just directly did the strumming. For the all-out attack, I'm just going to be like, uh, shit. I guess we'll do this again. And so he, standing right in front of camera is going to go for the drumming. So if this doesn't hit, I'll be kind of disappointed. Seven, so it's going to be a counter-attack, but it'll still get damage. Yes. Fortuna. And you're attacking
1: with you're the range with the that I
5: am right in front of.
0: Fortuna with the range,
5: right? And I got a 7. Alright. So, big damage. Big damage.
0: Yes. For damage? Big damage. That definitely counterattacks. Um,
5: you wait. Said seven. No. Damage. Wait. No. It's 8. It actually should be 8. because signature, signature weapon. So I should have been adding uh, one more yeah, to all my armor yeah. attacks. Oops, oh well. Anyways, yeah, eight, casual right. eight damage.
0: All right, so she attacks you, and she uses Garu. To counterattack you, Ouch. and she does six damage to you. Yowch! Next is, I think, Rufio. So Rufio is flies up, and he begins flying around. And as he begins flying around the battlefield above everybody. And, looking at his character sheet, he is going to... He's going to fly up into the air, and as he flies over everybody, you see him, and as he flies over, he kind of flies in a trail that goes over every single party member. As he flaps his wings, and you hear him screech, Caius! Turn, mater, Kaja. And you see this kind of interesting coffin fly above him. And it seems to be a coffin, but with airplane wings on the sides. And that's it. it. Looks really strange. And it flies above him as it calls his name Caius. And you see as blue energy begins to funnel down into each and every single one of you. Oh, sweet. And now you all have plus two two. damage rolls. Yes, plus two to your next three damage rolls. You
1: have
0: four damage. Oh, four. sweet. Um, yeah. So he does that on his turn. And next is Kerchow uh, I believe it is James.
3: Alright. Um... Okay. We can use our personas now,
0: right? Um you don't know how to, but if you if you, you can like you can attempt to.
3: I would like to because pretty much every ability I have is tied in my persona.
0: Um, um Yeah, yeah. Just call your you uh, so what do you want to do right now? I want to cast just
3: describe it. On
0: Fortuna. You want? I want to
3: cast dial on Fortuna.
1: I it okay. Lightning
0: earlier. Um, your brain, you think, man, I wish I could, like, use some perfect plan. Would be to cast lightning at it again. You hear in your head, grab the key and unlock my power, free me, and I will enact your plan. All
3: right, I grab my USB. I'm assuming I can, like, I'm like ripping it off.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. You can just kind of rip it all actually, off. Actually, I know what I'm
3: gonna do. Um, because like you said that, um, because I think you mentioned when we were talking out of like in out of game that um the annex, like you put like a patch on your neck or something like that, right? Yes. I take the USB and like plug it into where that patch goes.
0: Okay. All right. So you try to do that, and as you do, it used to be kind of, it, it, it turns into dust in your hands as you, like, put it into your neck, and as you do that, and it kind of washes over your neck and reappears and forms into the book and the sigils in the form of this being. As you hear him behind you, and all of you can hear this and see this, he says to you, Oh, my name. My power will be yours.
5: Is there like a huge explosion of of wind and light like forming around James right now?
3: So, as as I like put it like behind me, like it kind of like kind of like dissolves and forms the book behind my back as Melkor kind of like looms over me with um and in its hand. The symbols start to like the symbols start to move towards its hand, and then in its palm, there's a big Z, then an I, then a then an O, to spell Zio as it shoots lightning over at um, Fortuna. <laughs> oh, do you mean when I breathe really? out the first two syllables and breathe in the set the third? <sighs>
1: so Zio,
3: oh. Uh, um, no, I just kind of yell out Melkor since I already since I know my bro's name. Um, I zap him. Uh, that is gonna... Um, so. Yeah. So I get oh. plus four to this because that's the plus four limit. Um, so that is um, 11 to hit with Dio.
0: That definitely hits. All
3: right. Um, and my damage, um, that's going to be... Uh, oh, because of Tarukaja. Oh my god, it's going to Um, because... That's 10 damage. To the...
0: So yeah, you summon your persona, and you call for its power of lightning as you see a sigil begins to form above Fortuna. And from that sigil, you see it begin to glow with yellow energy as a lightning bolt strikes down on Fortuna. Can I jump back? And she <laughs> is no more. Just be like, oh no, yeah, fun. you can, yeah. Um, uh, I get a one more,
3: right? Cause I hit his weakness. You do. All right, and I'm going to use, uh, Ethan, I'm going to ask you, um, even though I'm assuming this isn't the case, um, I can use Polymorph on this, right? Because it's not a boss monster?
0: Yo! Um, yes, you can use Polymorph on this. Hell yeah!
3: As I point, as I point to, um, Bereth, um, and I say, and I say, Melkor! make that one weaker uh that's a 11 on the check to turn him into a harmless mothman which yep that happens and the health it has is whatever health it had before got turned into what it is so the Barith just kind of um so Melkor just kind of has like a bunch of letters shoot out and attached to um, Barath that start to morph its form into a little like, a little like moth dude.
0: You guys kind of just see this, this once knight on a horse begin to transform as the two legs of the horse become small and one set of long skinny, scrawny legs and the horse and knight become, become one being, as you see, becomes this cute little moth creature that's not terrifying to any of you. And I like turned to everyone else and said, shoot it down.
2: I, I look at everyone, like, everyone else, like, shoot it with what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, my,
4: my... I don't know how he did that.
1: A
2: never be able
0: to Gun secrets. damage. Um. Yeah, almost every one of you chose to have damage that wasn't actually ranged, which I think is hilarious. Because it's still really good, it just it makes you power just also makes things like this not a
1: problem.
4: Oh, yeah, I guess my bow doesn't count as ranged yes, <Damn>.
3: I mean, it's makes oh, it harmless, yeah. so even if we Someone's
2: don't
1: count it like that, to, it'll Someone's be fine. It
2: oh. I know, but I
4: feel like that's overkill. Just don't put it to sleep.
2: Too bad. Kill it anyway. Kill it. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just nuke it, because I. If it was, if it was still like a scary horseman, I'd be like, "Oh, we need to s- stop it." But this is a moth man, so I'll roll um, 2d6 plus my magic. Ooh, I just got double sixes.
0: So, what does that do? <laughs> It uh, just means that you, okay, just you're know, just that rolling like a to do something, or something, so it yeah. just means you definitely succeed.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, you, you're doing nuclear damage, right? I don't think that's a crit, right? Um, if you oh, max, instead of crits, you, you crit on damage die, not on attack die.
2: Okay.
0: And that's where exploding dice comes from.
2: Cool. uh, I got, a, I got a six on that too. Okay, and it's six plus
0: three, which is nine. So, how do you want to? Uh, how do you summon your persona? How does How does Lucy come upon the idea that she needs to summon her persona to do this?
2: Well, she kind of saw uh, James do it, and kind of like she uh, takes her her pen. And she remembers the name of the thing that's talked to her, Brexta, and she writes Brexta in the air to summon it with her key pen.
0: As you begin writing the word Brexta in the air, the pen, as soon as you finish the last part of the A, the pen almost flies out of your hand and it begins to trace what you wrote in the air as the pen begins to do this flying motion almost like a dragonfly and after tracing all of Brexta once again it flies behind you and you see a flash of light begin to go around the back side of you and then you look to see Brexta in her full form is ready and she says what am I here to do
1: for you
2: I mean, I guess, uh, kill the Uh, Mothman? Nuke the
0: Mothman, please. And let it be written. Hooray! And then you see, uh, she takes her long hands and very slowly puts it towards this Mothman and you see a large ball of energy begin to swirl up in her hand as she grabs it and she moves her hand to hold it like a globe and chunks it at him. And you see this big ball of light begins to swirl and twist in the air and seem to grow and shrink and it seems unstable as it finally lands on the Mothman. And you see a big boom go around the Mothman with a flash of light as a dome of energy begins to expand out from its impact and collapse what was the damage again On nine as you do this you see the light begins to falter and the mothman is there and you see it begin to twitch and it becomes Bareth again so the mothman you see it twitch and then it becomes Bareth on but on the ground and the knight barely clutching to the horse and then you see them begin to twitch themselves and then fall limp as their bodies begin to dissolve into ash. So after beating the shadows you find yourself a little exhausted, not completely from damage but rather just for the first time using these other beings, other versions of yourself to fight it seems to take taken a bit of a toll as you all feel a little bit of wave of lethargy kind of pull out of you and, and pull back in and you feel a little uneasy but in a, in a way that is not uncomfortable but rather just tiring in a way that you've never felt before. And Rufio flies down to the center of you and becomes once again his humanoid cardinal form, and he looks at all of you. He says, "Hey, uh, we did it, guys! We 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 beat the dude! We we beat the monsters! Thank you so much for helping me. That was so awesome!" I guess we just got really lucky. Huh. I mean, I don't know if luck had anything to do with it. I I think you guys put a lot of hard work in, and it worked out.
3: Oh yeah,
2: all according to plan. Interesting. Man. What?
4: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at James and be like, you couldn't have planned that.
2: Hey, that's what you
0: think. You don't know. Rufio uh, walks up to Maverick and he's like, Hey, uh, you you did cool. You're really good. Your your guitar was playing was so awesome. Please you don't know,
5: you shot come things out to, of your back. Please let's just not come back to this place again.
2: Hey, Rufio, what are those things?
0: Oh, they're those things are uh, shadows. Um. There, uh, there are a lot of things in here that fight. They're, um, they're, they're kind of like, uh, they're called, well, see, I gave a name to distinguish, because some things you fight in this place, in the grind, are, are shadows and some aren't, and you gotta stay away from the shadows, because they can actually kill you. If you guys, who are, like, in here because of the thing, and he points to his neck, then, um, he, you die, die, if, if a shadow, like, kills you in here, but that's not cool. Um, then I'll just die in general because, um, I, uh, I live here, but, but yeah. so, like, there are these idioms, which are the names that I, I, give to the things I see that aren't, aren't as terrifying. Not shadows, but they're still terrifying. And other people fight them, and sometimes people get killed by idioms, but they just respond because it's like a game in here. But, uh, you see, they get killed by a shadow, and uh, sometimes a shadow you know, idiom are hard to distinguish because shadows take the form of monsters. And then, um, basically a shadow will kill you. And I've seen some people getting in some fights with some shadows, and it kind of scared me because I was afraid that they they don't know, they don't quite know what they're getting into here. But um, it's a, it's all quite terrifying. But uh, it's, it's, you see that? You see um, you see a blue door, similar to the one that appeared when you were inside your own framework, begin to appear on one of the walls next to you as a group and it is a, it is of a velvet hue, and the door opens, and you see, walking through, as the door opens, you see, you notice that it is a revolving door, like that of the, that you all saw in your dream in this velvet hotel. And you see coming out of it is, was this attendant that you saw before, previously in your dream. And they go, I- uh, my master would like to speak with you all again. Please, if you could oblige. He, he merely has a few words to exchange with you.
3: Uh, last time a person with yellow eyes offered me something? Um. Uh...
0: I, I, I apologize. You, you will be able to leave and exit this place as much as you wish. No contracts. No needed. You have already sealed your own contracts. I simply wish you to come in here and go as you please, but my master has a few words to exchange with you based on your behavior.
2: Who are you?
0: Oh, um, my name is Robbie. I'm just... I'm just a servant. Don't worry about me. But my master, he has some very important matters to discuss with you.
2: I guess we go in.
3: I guess I guess we go in
5: stare at that dude as I watch just (laughs) James just walk through the door and I'll just be like
0: I agree I'm gonna be very as you walk in you notice that this Robbie figure seems to be rather morose they seem to be kind of like their mind is on something else they seem to be kind of saddened by something that you can't tell what
5: Yes. Got my own, I got my own shit so you are out, out. namely door. all of this things that have just happened within the past like hour and week. Robbie
0: shows you in and um as they show you in they notice that Robbie notices your kind of, your worry, Maverick. And as they do, you notice that they say, I, I see that you're, you have questions that need to be answered. I promise you, my master will answer them. Everything you need to know. He, he is an arbiter of knowledge about the things that have transpired recently in your life.
5: He will help you make more sense of the situation. Good to know, I'll finally get some answers then. Thanks. So
0: as you enter, you all enter into the room that you saw before, the Velvet Hotel front desk, and you see Igor sitting there, and he looks up at all of you, and he says, my, my! It appears you have answered the call to help those who others wouldn't. Hope grows strong within your heart, and it is now that I have much to discuss with you. There we go. Gary, Don't
2: I like Craig very much.
0: Hello Craig, Craig is our little friend. what's up? We're In the going FBI. to be Craig just be like um, initiating instant kill mode.
2: <laughs> we just all die from Craig.
0: Basically Craig is the BBEG. I hope you know. He's I will help for you, you by playing Craig's some F- 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 I music him. prepared by your
4: DM and then maybe also assassinating each and every one of I'll go from hey guys I'm Jane too. Oh my god! <laughs>
5: oh my god, Becky! Oh okay,
4: my god, you. guys! I'm a Leo. <laughs> but
5: what do you guys
0: want
2: Oh my gosh!
5: All right, so
2: you do makeup. Oh my, oh my
5: gosh. My, oh my god! My you god. god. The did,
3: did you guys hear the saying, spice is that? Spices available already.
1: Oh my
5: god, I love Chipotle. Chipotle <laughs> is my lie.
3: Here's the question though, Chipotle or Starbucks?
4: Oh my god, you gotta
5: get had to choose
0: I Chipotle.
4: I get Chipotle every now and then, but Starbucks Ch- is my lifeblood.
5: Chipotle is my lifeblood. I can't function
3: without my Starbucks.
5: I need my, oh my double gosh. I can't hand handle my frozen,
4: frozen and then
0: my with pie. two half-pumps of espresso. you talk to me
3: before, I've had my coffee. <laughs>
0: Damn it, Tommy. You had to do that. You should make it a persona gift. You should find a good persona gift. Like a Ryu, like a Ryuji. You could do for fake.
1: For fake? For fake? Dude, make oh your fucking God. background yes. for fake.
3: Dude, we have to have like we have to have some of us have we all have to like say for fake. Like for real was Persona 5's thing. For fake is ours.
0: Right. Exactly. It's the new generation of persona for fake
1: or for perhaps